PlayStation UK Sports. Welcome everyone to this Eurogamer special of the, the PlayStation Show UK. I am Zona Ripper, and I have with me, hopefully still munching on a crunchy, Mr. Slugger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Come back to me. Oh, come I'll come back, back to me. <laughs> we also have, here comes what? Yeah, come back to me. I... Yeah, what have you got in your mouth? Uh, that's none of your damn business. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also have a guest with us tonight, uh, and it is the one and only, the Big Don from the Grumpy Gamers podcast. Hiya! <laughs> How are you <laughs> How doing? was that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the Euro Gamer Hiya! <laughs> Hiya! <laughs> How are yeah, you doing, sir? You guys? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Don't start chatting each other up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm good, sir. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Ripper. Yes. Tell me, why why do we have the Big Don on our show this week? Well, all of us have had the pleasure this week to go to the biggest UK gaming event, which is the Eurogamer Expo. And not only did we go as the T-Suck crew, but we also met up with the Grumpy Gamers, the Big Don. So we all went together, held each other's hands, played some games. Looked out some ladies. Nice. Three of us were allowed in the VIP area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that took all of three minutes, didn't it? Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> three minutes. I wondered, I wondered how long it was going to take before we got to... Let's get this out the way now, shall we? <laughs> Let's get this out the I'm way surprised now. I, I was surprised it took that long, to be fair, Slugger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, the VIP lounge was probably the best VIP lounge I've ever seen. The press area was brilliant. You didn't too. even go in it. Shh. You Shh. didn't even yeah, go. Yeah, in we, it. we could we could see through the window how good it was. Yeah, <laughs> I saw through the window. I stood outside. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, as uh, Euro Game in the chat says, who wasn't a VIP? I'll tell you who wasn't a VIP. Neither of us, none of us were a VIP. Mm. Uh, the big Don. Uh, Bod and Zonal had press passes. Press passes. I think you'll find that picture quite to... blatantly says press and VIP. <laughs> what did your what did your wristband say? Uh, VIP I think you said press. normal press, didn't it? Did <laughs> yeah, it say normal press or did it say VIP? Mine said you are definitely better than Mr. Slugger. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair what enough. it said on it. Uh, yeah, because what did it say on your Slugger? B2105... Something like that. Yeah, it was just a series of numbers. I thought it just said... It was a barcode. I thought it just said cretin, to be fair, but... (laughs) Kick him off the call. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, not yet. We'll talk some games first. So, yes, we did go along to Eurogamer and we played some games. Hence the reason we're doing this Eurogamer special, to talk about what we played, our thoughts, um, what we saw, what we got our hands on, gaming-wise, that is. Bod gets chicken, that is the, the biggest part of Eurogamer, I think. Bod always gets chicken. Yeah, I mean, we all wanted to go to McDonald's, but Bod 
add a little strop. <laughs> you can get chicken in McDonald's, by the way. Yeah, but it's not KFC, is it? Um, well, actually, Bod, I, I seem to remember you stood on the corner jumping up and down saying, I'm going to either KFC or Nando's, nowhere else. <laughs> I remember you getting quite angry about it. We, we could have gone to Nando's. Yeah, why didn't we go to Nando's? KFC was quicker. Yeah, but it was a bit of a skanker, wasn't I it? Needed my chick- I needed my chicken there and then. I wasn't willing to wait. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what are we going to dive into first, anyway? So we all got up early, took the train up to the big smoke. But what? We did indeed. What are we, what are we going to start with? Respective parts of We're going to start with the man hug. Are we? Oh yes. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't there for that. You guys carry on. Yes, yeah, Don wasn't present for the man hug, but uh, yeah, me and uh, here comes Bod got off the train, walk up the little platform, and who should greet us? Well, well, who should greet Bod with a man hug? Mr. Slugger. Uh, like this, a stalker. He, he was a little bit, wasn't he? I wasn't expecting him to be there, but it it was like a it was like a truly romantic moment, wasn't it? <laughs> It was. It, Bod run run into my arms. I picked him up and swung him around. <laughs> I, it it, I it was a, a lovely tip, moment. I'm not going to lie. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't catch it on camera, so we had to re- recreate it earlier, later on in the day. So, but it was beautiful. You couldn't you couldn't really recreate that moment, to be honest. That is true as well. It was pretty special. There was something. <laughs> definitively broke back it, mountain, it, 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 mountain it, it, about it. It was spontaneous the first time, you see. You're trying to recreate it, it just didn't have the same magic. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you knew it was coming the first time, it was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I could get away. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is the first time we've all met up. Obviously, we've yeah, been speaking I've got to, to say, Slugger. Yeah, hopefully the immensely Lord. disappointed. <laughs> was you? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it was all right. It was, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we met up, headed on the tube uh, to Earl's Court. Oh, yeah. Whilst the Big Don decided to have a little lion. <laughs> I, it wasn't a lion. It was <laughs> stupid public transport. Mm. Delays, cancellations, change of platforms. It was all fun and games. So when the Big Don finally woke up, <laughs> he... Uh, Got on the train and uh, met us at, directly at Eurogamer. Yes, where you was uh, queuing for the PlayStation Vita, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> now, see, I, I went the day before and I only waited 10 minutes to go on it. Yeah, we, we waited a little bit longer than that. But, but prior to queuing for Vita, there was another queue that I got involved in, which is my only gripe of the day. The uh, the regular attendees uh, had to head to the line that stretched down the side of Earl's Court, um, down the side of Earl's Court 1. It carried on past Earl's Court 2, round the corner of Earl's Court 2, and then doubled back to Earl's Court 1. So I went and joined that queue, which took me, in fairness, it wasn't that bad, probably about... 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes to physically get in the door. Yep. Uh, you boys got it a little bit easier, I believe. We did, yep. Uh, obviously, before going in, we uh, we scanned our Uncharted poster on the outside. 
uh, more on that in a bit. But then, yeah, we headed in to the, I don't know, what was it? You couldn't really call it a queue, could you? It was more of a gathering at the desk. Um, showed them our with all press the world, passes. With all the world's top press present. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, all the geeky bloggers. But yeah. Men with beards. Men, yeah, there's a lot of beards what, this what year. What I essentially saw was yeah. a gathering of of of, uh, bla- of blaggers. <laughs> blaggers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know it was probably I don't know what was it not even five minutes. Got our little wristband headed on in, and uh, we'd we'd played a game by the time you'd even joined us. So yeah, so I filtered through. Walked up to the uh, desk of uh, swag bags that they were given out to find that they'd all been taken. Um, mm. So not a good start for me. Did you not explain who you were, Mr. Slugger? Oh, several times. Did you during not the say day. To I used the phrase "Don't you know who I am?" several times. Um, you, you should have all flashed it the wristband. Got me was a longer queue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what did I do to celebrate after getting in post the queue? We got some swag. Me and Zonal decided to queue again some more. <laughs> to yeah. see the PlayStation Vita, um, yeah, which we... was, in fairness, the biggest queue of the day. And I'm glad we got it out of the way earlier on. Uh, how long was we queuing for? I, I lost count. I mean, if it wasn't for the, the lady walking around, it probably would have felt a lot longer. But, um, she was quite entertaining, wasn't she? She was. Uh, yeah, she didn't even have to the talk or do anything. Wipeout. She was promoting Wipeout, so she was dressed really small, skinny girl, huge old rack on her, some little tight, skimpy cat suit, some yellow glasses and a helmet, but with a horrible accent. Um, and yeah. uh, she was walking up and down. But the, the problem that they had. Uh, which wasn't a problem for Don the previous day. But the problem we had was that there was two queues to get into the PlayStation Vita area. Uh, You queued up, and they let approximately 16 people in at a time for two... There was two tables where you sat round, and each table had, say, eight Vitas with different games playing. And each Vita had had a... a person there, someone from Sony there, basically observing you and showing you the thing and making sure you didn't steal it or do anything untoward with it. Um, and you got about 10 minutes. So every time the two groups of table went up and went, another 16 people went in. The trouble there was that some people won, competi- won a competition like Don did the previous day, where they got fast access. So quite often... A whole lot of fast access people would come in, they'd go straight in and the queue wouldn't even move. So for 20 minutes, you were stood in the same spot. So I think all in all, I'm going to say an hour and a half, maybe two hours, hour and a half. Yeah, hour and a half, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, hour and a half we queued for. But during this time, Bod went off on a walkabout, didn't you, Bod? Yeah, I am not interested in getting the Vita, so I... Decided not to queue up for two hours for ten minutes. I thought I'd go off and look, see what I could find. And I found WWE 12. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, verdict on uh, w- WWE 12, was it? Uh, y- yeah, I mean, it looks very similar to previous efforts, as, as generally these games do that are released every year 
but with the roster update, uh, the controls had a slightly different feel to it. They were pretty much the same. I couldn't work out how to run, but everything else was fairly natural. Um, and apparently the um, the AI has been improved, um, which is probably reflected in my performance uh, when when I lost. Loser. But yeah, I, I love WWE 12 anyway, so I'm, I'm going to get it. <laughs> So we had all these big games there, big games. and you went for WWE 12. Well, that, 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 it had a, a fairly small queue, so it was a fairly easy game to get on. To be honest, you could have gone in any queue, and you probably would have played any game before we got to play the Vita. So, yeah, Probably. Yeah. I, I did find um, that I had very little patience, and I'd, I'd, I'd look for a game that looked like there wasn't that many people playing it. And I'd stand behind someone thinking, yeah, he's going he's gonna to finish in a minute. He'll probably finish in a minute. And then I got bored and walked away. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, I, then I would find another game that, and do exactly the same thing and get bored and walk away. So I probably could have played a hell of a lot more than I actually did. So uh, what we continued to queue. <laughs> we got to the front. And the way it worked was that the guy came out and had a series of a few cards that were faced facing downwards and everyone picked one randomly uh, and then when you turned it over that was the game you got to play and I was praying for Uncharted I was praying for it I really wanted to play Uncharted but I didn't I got uh, Little Deviants <laughs> um, but I did a swap with Zonal so Zonal played Little Deviants I played uh, Little Big Planet uh, what did you play Don? Uh, I played Hustle Kings when I was there on Thursday. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's a ten-minute queue, two-hour queue. It's a tough call. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, I got to play Little Big Planet. Um, You've played on the PS3 how many times? But it's different. Is it? I yeah, it is. It is. I mean, after you get your card you get assigned to a person and fortunately I got assigned, I got assigned to a quite a nice looking girl she took me across sat me down on the stall she gives you the ps vita and says have you played little big planet before to which i replied yes both one and two and she looked suitably impressed and i feel at that point she wanted to ride me like a rodeo but i maintained my thoughts and sat down kept my hands to myself picked up the vita First impression, much lighter than what I expected. With all that gadgetry and wizardry in there, I thought it was going to be a heavy old beast. Uh, surprisingly easy on the hand, would you say? I agree. Definitely. I, I would say it's lighter than an iPhone. It, it was that light. It, it feels really light, doesn't it? It, 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 it mm. probably is about the same, but because it's bigger... Um, yeah, it's yeah. you're expecting it to it just, be heavier. Yeah, I I was expecting it to be much heavier, yeah, was was expecting it, but yeah, so that was quite a pleasant uh, start. Um, So she said, after getting over the disappointment of not playing Uncharted, she said, oh, uh, you know, little big planet, off you go. She said, oh, she showed me a screen with a few levels, and she said, oh, this is the level I've got to show you. 
So she clicked the button, and I said, "Oh, can I press the Vita Mint?" Because you know, I wasn't that fussed on playing Little Big Planet. I more I wanted to play with the, you know, the, the cross media or whatever it's called. You know, the the screen with all the buttons and see what was in there and that kind of thing. And she said, "No, no, this is the level you're going to do." And it was Little Big Planet. She was telling me the controls. I just wanted, I just felt like saying, "Shut your cake, Cole. I'm not interested. I just want to just leave me alone." But she was telling me all the controls. She's going, "Jump over this bit, and now and now you've got to press R1 to swing." I, and and in the end, I said, "Oh, actually, I said you're ruining it for me a little bit. Do you mind if I just play it?" And she said, "No, no, off you go." And she shut up then. Um, but it was Little Big Planet. The level that they showed was it was obviously a showpiece for the for the Vita because every obstacle you came to you had to use a tilt so there was a section where you jumped onto a mine cart and you had to tilt the Vita to make it go um it was surprisingly responsive I hate things like tilt and you know the touch back screen and things and whatnot I hate that but it kind of worked for Little Big Planet you know I can see it being fun so I did the tilting thing um and then you had like a, a block thing where you had to tap from the back and then push from the front on the touch screen to move blocks in and out to get to get past. So that was all fine and dandy. Um, and there was a, a wheel thing and you had to spin the wheel on the touch screen to spin it around. All well and good. She let me do a couple of other... Well, after I'd done that level, I got through that level quite quickly. I said, oh, can I play some of these other levels? And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played a different level and you actually had to turn the screen turn the V to 90 degrees and hold it sort of lengthways in front of you. And it was like a pinball machine. So you're using the touchscreen for the flippers and you had to direct balls into the different chambers. So I've got no problems with Little Big Planet. That looks good. I think that's going to be a great game on the Vita. Um, you know, I think that's going to be that they would do well to package the Vita with Little Big Planet as, you know, like the bundle pack kind of thing. I think that would sell really well. Um, looks a good game. The Vita itself, um, I've got a couple of issues with it. Uh, the back touch screen, I couldn't, I, I was comfortable, I was worried that I was going to be uncomfortable holding it with the thumbsticks. The thumbsticks were responsive, they felt good, and it felt comfortable. But I found my fingers constantly on the back panel, which constantly brought the little fingerprint icon up on the screen. Did, did they, either of you guys get that at all? Mm. I am. Um... Hustle Kings doesn't utilise a back pad, so I didn't get to experience that, but I had a good feel of it, and I noticed it's quite smooth all across, so there's no sort of differential, is there? So I could see how you would end up sort of pressing it accidentally on the back touch yeah, screen. Yeah, I, I just, I found I was constantly touching the back screen, uh, unintentionally, and at one point I turned to the girl and said, oh, what's that fingerprint for? She said, oh, because you're touching the back screen. So I said, oh, okay. So I kind of had to hold my hands out, so my fingers were sort of free in the air. And that made it feel uncomfortable to use. That didn't feel right. So I'm hoping that in all software, you're going to get the ability to turn off the touch screen on the back or some way of doing it in the, you know, the Vita operating system, turn off the back touch screen, because that was really getting on my tits. Um, that aside, I was very impressed with it. it the, the screen was brilliant. It was a really nice screen. It didn't seem to smear you know, the amount of people using it. It just didn't seem to smear or, you know, like when you use an iPod or an iPhone, you get the fingerprint marks on the screen. It didn't seem to do that. I'm sure it does, but it didn't seem to do that. It was nice and bright and it didn't affect it at all. Um, it was nice, clear, clear flowing screen. There was no kind of like, um, like blurring effects that you sometimes see on small screens. 
very impressed with that. Um, what did you guys think? Well, uh, oh yeah, I agree. Uh, it, I liked it. It felt comfortable in my hands. Like I say we already said it was it was light, so you haven't got to worry about it getting uncomfortable for a lengthy time of play. The screen, yeah, amazing. Looked really nice. Uh, little deviants. Uh, again, it, it's purely a showcase game to, to show off what capabilities the, the Vita can do. Um, they had three game modes that they showed me. Uh, one using the back touchpad, one using the augmented reality, and one using the just like the touchscreen and uh, accelerom- accelerometers. It was, um, I don't know, it's a good thing to show off what it can do. The game itself, pff, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be probably picking it up unless it came with it. But, but no, I, overall, I, I, was, I was impressed with it. It's it's what I was expecting, maybe a little bit more than what I was expecting. So yeah. were all three of you planning on getting a Vita before this? I, yeah, I was possibly, yeah, I was seriously considering getting one, yes. Yeah. Well, no, I was quite interested in getting one. Excited? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just as excited. Um, and yeah, it just it depends on the price. And if it comes out ridiculous price, then I can wait, but... What about you, Don? What was your thoughts on it? Um, I was I was really impressed with the tech that's um, gone into it because I mean even within just playing like Hustle Kings, it really does look um, like the PS3 version of it, um, and everything that was featured in that game it worked perfectly. Like that had a bit of tilt control and um, front touchscreen use. It was really, yeah, no, the tech was amazing. It's just whether. It's whether they make sure that it's always an option, like they say with like the Uncharted game, which is a shame that none of us got a chance to play, where it's an option to use the touchscreen rather than always having to use it. But, yeah, no, I'm impressed yeah, with it. I, I don't want to be sat on public transport looking like an absolute tit while I'm tilting it and shaking the thing around and, you know, that kind of thing. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. And, and more annoyingly which I, was something that I did worry about. My, my, the natural position for my fingers to go around the controller is kind of curled round it with my fingers resting in the middle. And I do that with the, you know, the, the DualShock controller. And doing that on the PS Vita, it was touching that back screen, which constantly brought the, the fingerprint thing up on the screen. So that was really bad. I hope that there is a way to physically turn it off rather than have it as an option in-game, you know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... So, yeah, I mean, I, I was... I was very pro Vita, uh, and then a couple of weeks before we started getting the bad news about the you know the cost of the memory cards and uh, battery life being poor and and you know batteries not replaceable that kind of thing. But I think after playing it, I think I'm, I think it's renewed my interest back in it again. I think it's renewed my enthusiasm for it. From what I've seen. I know it's Little Big Planet. We've all played Little Big Planet, um, but it, it was very good on the small screen. It, you know, imagine being able to take that and anywhere be able to create levels and, and that kind of thing. It, and the, the, the graphics were, were brilliant; they really were. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I think pretty good. <clears throat> sorry, I, th- I think I need more details about like the fact that if you have Little Big Planet on the PlayStation 3 and the Vita, do you need two copies of the game? They need to be bringing these sort of things out now, sort of letting us know what's going on with that. 
Because um, yeah, I, I think I that's think a it's... foregone. I, I th- I'm I'm fairly sure they're going to want to charge you for both, aren't they? I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case. But yeah, we we don't know for sure. Are they going to make things like um, Dungeon Hunter Alliance? I know that's coming out on the Vita. We've already got that. Are we going to have a PSN to buy that game, again for the it? Vita? But it is a PSN, it is a PSN game. game, and they're saying PSN games will work on the PSV, aren't they? Are they not? Oh really? So okay, okay. So full price games might be different, but PSN games you can what share that account in the same way that you do the you know the five account you know some people it's actually do game on, sharing. It's, it's on your main account. I was talking to the the guy that was with me for my demo, and I was sort of saying you know have they sort of said how it's going to be with accounts and that? He says yeah, you just carry on with your normal PS3 account, and your trophies will sync up between the two and everything. So it sounds like if you buy it like. Like if you buy Dungeon Alliance on um, your PS3, you can then just transfer it straight onto your um, Vita. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, I mean Vita. Do we give it a, uh, a yes or a no? Are we are we impressed or not? I'm. I'm gonna T-Suck approve it. Don. Um. It's a hesitant, hesitant yes at the moment. Um, I'm s- definitely interested. Um, it also comes down to, are you ever going to play it? Yes. I'm yeah, on the train the, for four the... hours a day. <laughs> well, there you go, well, Zonal. Yeah. You're all right. What you say, Bob? Well, while you were queuing, me and the, the big Don were discussing it. Um, and he told me that he's got a, a PSP. Uh, and barely uses it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got it's, a PSP. It's just... Used all the time. It's just some... By my son. Something new and shiny. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we finished up with the Vita. Our ten minutes came round very, very quickly before they were hustling us off stage. They threw a PS Vita land, uh, lanyard our way with a big, huge badge thing that said I played the Vita first tell you what there's no stealing that sucker was there no no <laughs> you weren't going to steal it was well and truly tethered down wasn't it <laughs> it was yeah I don't think there was uh, you, yeah no way of getting that out of there um, and it timed it just right because we had just before then we'd gone and uh, pre-booked a a little small developer session I suppose you can call it at the access uh, it was like a small room um, where we pre-booked a ticket uh, to see Naughty Dog uh, someone from Naughty Dog and Nolan North um, we went unfortunately Don because he had his uh, you know his little line in the morning he was unable to get the ticket so we had to leave him outside uh, but the three of us went in sat down and saw the man himself Nolan North that was exciting, wasn't it? It was. Um, me. <laughs> me. Me. <laughs> nice guy. I, mean, but, yeah, you know, was, I wasn't in awe of him. It, it, very nice guy. It was a very crap presentation. What went against us was the previous session had overrun. So our session was a real whiz-bang. They, sh- they showed us on a screen in front... Um, the, the, the it's, it's footage that's on YouTube of you know when Drake's in the uh, 
in the uh, in the plane. They showed us that, and then they literally allowed us to ask two questions, and then that was it. They were kicking us out the door. Uh, Eurogame in the chat says, "Is Nolan North as annoying as he looks?" I think he would really irritate me <laughs> over any length of period of time. Well, he's he American. A nice guy. He is American, yeah. He is American, mm. but, and he loved himself. He did love himself, didn't he? He did. He knew it. He, he was he was really in his element. He was soaking it up, and uh, he did love himself. But um, what was the two questions we? Well, the the group we were in asked something about a. Uh, we, we were in a room full of intelligent people, and they come up with yeah. the most shittiest questions. <laughs> they were. <laughs> How many developers yeah, have you got working at Naughty Dog? Oh, shut up. I, we, what, before going in, I was going to ask, I wanted to put my hand up and say, Chloe in the pink or Elena in the stink? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have the balls to do it and it kind of ran out of time. Um, but yeah, it was quite short-lived. It was, it was, it was a very short show. Um, yeah, what was, what was the other question he asked? Oh, it was about the skins for multiplayer, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the blue motion cat one with the white balls on. Yeah. And then he came out with, hey, well, you know, I was talking to the MD and Naughty Dog the other day. <laughs> Shut up. Shut yeah. up, Nolan. Okay. <laughs> Don't ever things. do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's nothing like what you said, was it? Um, <laughs> you, I mean, you went into a different session to what we did on the previous day, I believe, Don, didn't you? I actually caught two sessions with that. Uh, I got a, a real Nolan North um, a fix on f- uh, Thursday. We had the um, developer conference, which was about I don't know 45 minutes, and they were showing how they mocapped and everything. And then they showed a an exclusive, world exclusive showing of Chapter 19 um, of this level, and um, it looked uncharted, looked fantastic. They showed off the uh, the sand dunes and the uh, sand effects. And then we had a behind the scenes, which, like I said, it was a, a interview done by Eurogamer TV, and um, in both sessions, um, I actually asked Nolan a question. In the first session, I um, I asked him, would he pick Chloe or Elena in real life? And he came back with, why not both? And then in the second ses- uh, session, um, I asked what his favourite biscuit was. And for all those that are interested, it's an Oreo. So I, saw, I saw journalistic- that clip, actually, yeah. I saw that clip uploaded, <laughs> and he said Oreo, didn't he? And someone said about Jaffa cakes and whatnot. But, yeah. Uh, he did, he did choose the Oreo. So, uh, did you get any no, freebies yeah. from that session at all? I didn't get any freebies, but I did go all fanboy and get my copies of Uncharted 1 and 2 signed by him. So, that was pretty cool. Nice, 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 nice. Outside the um, outside I was caught, there was a huge big poster up of Uncharted 3 with a QR code. Uh, uh, myself and Zonal uh, scanned it. Did you scan it, Don? I didn't. I didn't have a QR code, uh, code reader. But I downloaded you, I it. Think you need... We scanned it before going in. Oh, did you? Oh, schoolboy. Yeah, we scanned it before going in. Took and it and, and it took you to a page with a code, and then we walked through to the to the the little stand, and they already had that code printed out, um, and uh, they gave us a limited edition uh, Uncharted Three T-shirt, and it's it's like a white creamy T-shirt with. Um, the the bandana thing he's got round his neck it's it looks so it looks like you're wearing one sort of <laughs> with an <laughs> uncharted three logo on the sleeve I'm glad you added swore um, so that was <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, yeah it, that's uh, 
that was quite a cool little uh, little present there. Yeah, nice little freebie. Um, swag. Yeah, it's a nice little swag. We did get some nice swag from the show, didn't we? We did. We had a run in with the uh, Saints Row people. Oh, yeah. And, uh, got these little statue things that convert into toys, which my son loves. He thinks they're brilliant. Oh, my, my son loves them as well. Saints Row characters. <laughs> it's like a bubble head, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get your um, PlayStation Access swag bag? No. You got... You got a little woven um, PlayStation Access bag with a Resistance Free T-shirt and a little Big Planet Sackboy Chimera um, keyring. Oh, so, very nice, very nice. Yeah. So, um, where did we go through? Go from there. Well, uh, the pub. The pub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think we went and got a beer then, didn't we? We did. I yeah. mean. I know we missed out, but we did go to the retro section before that developer session. But the retro oh, section, yes. the retro section yes, was yes. amazing. It was brilliant. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there was it, a lot there. But the um, basically the retro section, they had pretty much any real console you could think of back from the day when you used to play as a kid. They had it there, playable, all set up. Yeah. It, oh, Spectrums, Nintendos. It was like stepping uh, back in time. Atari Lynxes, Commodore. They had 64s. a Binatron there. Yeah. They had everything, everything you could think of, and they were all playable. They, they, you know, I gave uh, Zona a good thrashing at Sensible Soccer on the uh, oh, Commodore. <laughs> what? Uh, I, oh, I, I kicked your ass. <laughs> but you, oh, the, but you were. Yeah, no, sorry. This was on. Just, just to make it clear to everyone. I actually had a dodgy dodgy joystick, um, and my joystick wasn't working correctly. Is that why you um, tell the wife? <laughs> <laughs> so we played that. I played a bit of Repton on the Spectrum uh, 128K, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah. they, had, they even had a couple of Atari Lynxes there. Oh, the and portable handhelds. They were amazing. <laughs> but the highlight for me, the highlight for me, was seeing a bank of Super Nintendos lined up. And um, there was one guy sat down with a, a white T-shirt on. And on the back of his T-shirt, it said his... I can't think of his name. I can't think what his name was. Um, and it said it said his name. And then underneath it said, uh, Super Mario Kart World Champion. <laughs> and he was <laughs> challenging people to races. And I saw him race round. He was good. He was good. So I sat down next to Zonal. Again, I kicked Zonal's ass on Super Nin- on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> oh, sorry. On this particular Super Nintendo, the joypad that I was using, it was there was something wrong with the button yeah. um, for jump. So I couldn't jump very well with that joypad. Yeah. So um, Slugger, I had the same yeah, problem when I when I played Bod. Uh, you play Bod at what? Mario. Uh, Mario Kart. We, we I had played, the same, we same Mario problem. Kart as well. Hmm. Yeah, we, we had the uh, early the version. Stick. And who won out of you two? I'm guessing Bod. Yeah, well, yeah. well I, ca- I came second. I think Don came last. Or possibly seventh. Uh, but then didn't qualify for the next round. I then had another round. It was just me and Slugger head on head. That's... How, how cool was it, though, seeing all the old... CRT TVs all lined up. Um, they'd put sort of bean bags around so you could sit around on bean bags and things on these, you know, these big old, huge old TVs. Um, 
it was just it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and the reason why they were there is there's a retro gaming show in Blackpool. Uh, in on November the 6th to the 8th, I think it is. Yeah, there's a show going on there, and they're going to have all the old retro machines out there. They're going to have pinball machines, arcade machines, everything. And I'd love to go. I'm actually away that weekend, unfortunately, but um, I'll try and get to it next year. Blackpool's a long way to go, but I didn't think I'd have as much fun in the retro section as what I did. And, and I think all of us, every time we saw something, it was just... I found it really exciting. It was... I suppose it was like going to a car show and seeing the classic car, the classic car section, you know, seeing the old cars and thinking, oh, I remember that when I was a kid. And it's very yeah. exciting, wasn't it? It was good. I mean, the first thing we saw when we walked into the area was the, the Spectrums and the Commodore 64. So it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> they brilliant. I liked, uh, that, that I liked it that Don went over to the Spectrum and uh, Repton was on there and he was trying to control it with uh, WASD. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, how do you do this? And I went, QAOP, come on, Spectrum, old school, QAOP. <laughs> it was always QAOP but, in those days. Yeah, it was QAOP always busy there as well. M, wasn't it, for fire? <laughs> Brilliant. It, it was always quite busy there as well. There was always people there. Rather than playing the modern stuff, they were in the retro section. I think it's. I think. I think it was a combination of things. I think it was accessible. I think they'd done it in such a way that they had so much, so many retro consoles there that you could just walk over and play it. There was always something that was available that you could just walk up to and play. And I think everyone had the same thing as what we did. You know, it was the novelty factor of of seeing it set up on an old TV. You just don't see old TVs anymore, do you? You don't see old CRT TVs. You just see flat screen TVs all the time. And it'd done it in. A, it'd done it in a really cool way where it was just. You know, there was nice access, nice seats. There was like a standing section. It, it was just, it was brilliant. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people enjoyed it as much as we did. So um, I, I think I it was a lot of, a lot of people. I think that was a big success of the show, that. It was, it was a lot of people of a certain age. Yeah. It's like there were some young younger people, that, but you didn't see them in that section. <laughs> no, no, no. they'd look at it and go, what that shit? You know, they've been <laughs> up on an age of PlayStation 2 and, you know, PlayStation 3 and Xboxes and 360s. You know, they they didn't know what it was like to have to stick a tape in a tape drive and wait 10 minutes for the bastard to load. Um, you know, so <laughs> it was, yeah, sort of, I, I guess, what, 30 to 40, that sort of age range, I guess, was was um, was 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 in that area. Yeah. Well, they were selling games as well, weren't they? Were they? Were they selling games in that section? Some of some of the old were retro they? games. No, I think they were just. I would have been all display, over that. You know. No, I don't. I don't think they were selling them. I thought they were just had them on display to show you that you know they'd paid a couple of quid for a game or whatever. I don't know. You know. But yeah, possibly. I just remember seeing a few boxes with the prices on them. I just thought maybe they were okay. No, that's fine. So, what do we move on next? Battlefield 3. Did did you just come in your pants? I did. How (laughs) awesome was Battlefield 3? Yeah, okay, let's let's hit the Battlefield 3. Let's get on this one. Um, (laughs) But what did we do before playing Battlefield 3? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We joined, <laughs> <laughs> we joined another queue. We found a queue and joined it. 
We found we, a queue. We joined another now, queue. This, this, this shout goes out to you, Big Don. I tell you, I would not have known about this. This was only available to people who have pre-ordered their copy of Battlefield 3 and could provide proof to the lady that you'd pre-ordered it. So I saw people there with a laptop out showing them their pre-order on their email. I saw people on their smartphones with orders, which is what you did, didn't you, Zonal? Um, I bought my receipt with me because that's the only thing that I had. I had a receipt from the shop for my pre-order. And if you could prove that you'd pre-ordered Battlefield 3... They made you up your own Battlefield 3 dog tags. Boom. <laughs> How cool is that? They were pretty cool. Yeah, personalised dog tags. Sweet. Personalised. So uh, hit it up, Zonal. Tell us what you got on yours. Uh, mine says Battlefield 3. That is the standard first line. You can't change that one. Zonal Ripper. T-Suck. Trophy whore. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, Don, what did you get on yours? Uh, Battlefield 3, like Zonal says, it was uh, up the top. Uh, Grumpy Gamers, The Big Don, established 2010. And uh, I myself opted for Battlefield 3, Mr. Slugger, T-Suck, My Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, that's not strictly <laughs> true, Slugger, is it? Well, Slugger, I you did originally, originally asked for ball. Ride or Die. Yeah, I was going to get T-Suck, Ride or Die. Um, and then Don said to me, that's not what you really want, is it? Because she was quite a good-looking lady who was doing it. And I said, no. She said, oh, go on, tell us what you want. And I went, can you write T-Suck my balls, but with a Z? <laughs> <laughs> she said, Okay. And then Zonal rocked up and he went, yeah, I want trophy whore on mine. <laughs> she, she didn't bat an eyelid. So I said to her, I said, oh, I bet you've seen some funny ones over the last couple of days, haven't you? And she said, you'll be surprised how many whores I've had. <laughs> um, but I did. <clears throat> Actually, if you're a dice employee, I do apologize. I stole a set of dog tags from the stand. Um, <clears throat> and these are your standard standard dog tags. It's got Battlefield 3 on one side, dice on the other on one tag. Uh, support on one, uh, assault on the other, I think, um, and another one with with dice on it. It's got the little silencers and an actual chain, and we're going to give that away as a competition prize. If you would like some Battlefield Three dog tags, um, so what? We, how are we going to do this? It's a good question. That's a good question. Just donate Battlefield Three to you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is, is anyone interested in this? Would anyone like some Battlefield 3? Uh... Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Stella King Sai is in the chat. He is. Is he in the chat? He, he was. <laughs> uh, yeah, CS666 here. Oh, he is there. He's there. Okay. Stella King Sai is in the chat. I know that he's an ardent Battlefield 3 fan. Drop us your address, Sai, and I'm going to post them up to you um, as a little present, a little uh, little token gift from us all here at TSUC. The reason will become evident soon, but um, Sai has just donated something for a future competition prize. 
um, and we're very grateful for him for doing so. So, uh, yeah, a little token of appreciation from us to you, sir. So if you drop us your address, I'll get them posted up for you. So, uh, yeah, send us across your address, mate. Sweet. Um, yeah. Okay, so, Battlefield 3. We then moved on to the queue <laughs> of Battlefield 3. Uh, I must say, though, the queue wasn't too bad. It went fairly quickly. They had a queue oh. for... 360. There were three queues. Yeah, 360, PS3, and PC version. So they're showing all three versions there and a queue for each. Uh, obviously, being a PlayStation Show UK, we jumped onto the PS3 version, being obviously the better of them, all three. But uh, the queue went down fairly quickly, I think. Not too bad. Um, yeah, I pre- didn't see the PC queue, but the, the, the queue for the 360 was longer than the queue for the PS3. Yeah. And the, the PC queue was longer than both of them consistently oh. over the weekend as yeah. well. The PC, the PC queue was longer. And, and myself and Zonal, we actually, after our turn on Battlefield 3, we were trying to collar the lady for some swag. <laughs> and in the chaos, we actually walked out through the wrong barrier into the PC section, didn't we? Yeah. And... Uh, we saw one that was empty and walked up to it. We was just about to have a go on it, and then we got ushered out, which was a real shame. Yeah, swiftly escorted so, off. <laughs> yeah, we, I was literally, my hands were going up towards the keyboard and mouse, and the guy came across, he went, carry on going, chaps. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but, uh... so, yeah, they, had, um, well, they had 16 uh, screens set up on each section. Uh, and it was, I think it was 16, wasn't it? Or was it more than that? I think it, I think it was actually 24, because I think they were running the max for the multiplayer on the consoles, weren't they? That's right, it was 24, yeah. It was two banks of 12, wasn't it? Um, and, it and we were playing on the, the Metro map. Um, and yeah, I mean, what, what, what can we say about Battlefield? It's amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it looks amazing that the the new frostbite 2.0 engine is brilliant destruction in the multiplayer is brilliant lighting just yeah. felt really good so what were we playing rush we were, we were playing? playing rush on the on the metro map the, metro. The, the the underground map i, I mean a small issue with it that it was an issue for me and i'm sure i can overcome it but in Bad Company 2, when you jumped, the screen kind of moved up and you jumped up a level. With Battlefield 3, when you jump up something or over something, you actually see your legs at the bottom of the, bottom of the screen hurdling over. And it felt like it introduced a bit of a delay to jumping. Um now, this was obviously a beta we're playing, so I'm hoping that it might speed up in the final release. But that, for me, was a... I didn't like that. I, I didn't... It felt like it was slowing me down because I was having to wait for the animation of my legs going over as opposed to just the screen jumping up and down. Did did, he, did any of you notice that at all? I noticed it, but it, I didn't think it really bothered me that much, to be honest. No... The, the thing that annoyed me was you couldn't just stab someone because they similarly had the sort of animation weight. You had to be in the right place to stab them and get their dog tags. Otherwise, you're just swinging a knife around. 
No, I'm all right with that. I, I don't want a uh, a commando perk modern warfare type situation in my battlefield. I, I'm I'm quite all right with the uh, the stabbing thing. I did. Uh, I managed to stab two people um, and got stabbed three times. <laughs> did uh, what was your stab count? Uh, mine myself. I think I got a couple of yeah, I got a couple of um, dog tags, but I didn't. I don't think I got stabbed. But I think I had the same problem as Don. I, there was one of them. I just had a huge trouble trying to get it to trigger the the stabbing. It was just I was like waving my knife around in the air. It just wouldn't do anything. And all of a sudden, the animation would click in, and it would work. So it was just seemed a bit temperamental. Obviously, this is still the beta, so hopefully they can tweak something like that. But, uh, yeah. but we are missing the, one the, big the, thing. The, go on. That that we found. I know you saw it, Slugger, on the screen. Sliding bodies. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> It was obviously a little glitch that was in this particular release that we were playing. But when you killed someone, the bodies were on the floor. After they did their motion of sort of ragdoll of falling down on the floor, the bodies would actually slide across the surface and just carry on sliding very, very slowly. <laughs> so you'd be shooting someone and running around and you'd look down and you'd just see this body sliding across the floor. And that's when I got stabbed because I was too busy looking at this really weird sliding body <laughs> before, while someone crept up and shanked me. <laughs> I'll tell you so, what yeah, it looked like. It looked like sort of a, a, It looked like a dead body, sort of floating down a river, sort of floating yeah, away. Yeah, it did. Um, I don't know. Did I? I had a quick go on each of the four classes. They've obviously they've renamed the classes and changed the abilities and whatnot. Um, they were very low level uh, um, accounts that were set up, so you you know you didn't have access to a lot of the you know the sort of higher tiered weaponry um the i did use the the 870 shotgun and was a bit disappointed with the the punch that it packed it wasn't as powerful as what i would have liked um, but i did notice that in a support role i was achieving points for providing uh you know cover fire for my team which i thought was brilliant i loved that and i, I loved it at a point when we were at the top of the stairs of the escalator and you look down and the pe- they were trying to come up and we were at the top and there was grenades being thrown and it was just, I, I, I'm looking forward to playing that map. I really enjoyed that map. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, good. Did you try many of the, the classes? Um, so I didn't actually, I don't actually think I changed classes. I think I just stuck with whatever I was Whatever I was, I can't remember what I was. I'm sort of interested yeah. to see what Bod thought, though, because he's never big on this game, but we made him play the multiplayer. So, Bod, what did you think? Um, yeah, the, the, the trouble I always have is that I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not great at these games. And I kind of preferred Call of Duty over Battlefield. Because I found the maps smaller and a bit more sort of action-packed, but um, Call of Duty has been annoying me more and more because Black Ops didn't work very well for me, uh, and I think with all the all the maps they release at a ridiculous price is really putting me off Call of Duty. So I wanted to try and get into Battlefield, 
but the trouble I had with Battlefield 2, I couldn't really get into it. The maps were bigger and I seemed to spend a lot of time sort of running around not seeing anyone. And then when I did see someone, I got shot and killed. And then I had to just start all over again, sort of looking for someone. And I had a similar issue with this, but the, the map did seem a bit smaller. It didn't take me as long to, to, to find where the action was. Uh, I did still have a habit of running in and getting killed pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if the maps aren't a bit more self-contained, which I think this one was, because it was all sort of underground, there wasn't that many different places you could sort of disappear off the sides. Um, I think I'll probably enjoy it. I'd probably need a few more plays, play it a bit more to sort of get into it. So when the when the uh, the beta comes out, I think on the 29th for most people. 27th, oh, if look. you're on the Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. Well, for everyone else, it's the 29th, which is when I'll have to. Uh, I'll play that and try and try and get into it a bit more, which I, I think I think will happen. So me me and Bod were talking about it on the way home on our train journey, and one one mode I mentioned to him that I think might be better for him like he said he i think he preferred more modern warfare 3 they're adding the team deathmatch to battlefield 3 and i think that mode would be what might get you into it more yeah i think that that would be more like um if you played team deathmatch on a a map like metro that would be very modern warfare-ish wouldn't it yeah um I mean, the, the reason why I think they're showing that map is that it's a small map. <clears throat> you can play with all the classes, but they didn't have to. They don't have to worry about showing you all the the jets and the helicopters and the tanks and and whatnot. Uh, and I think that's why it's a small map. It was definitely an infantry map. I mean, you couldn't get a tank down the tube. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't do all oh, those yeah. bits and pieces. But they're still sort of showing so, you um, a bit of everything though, as well. Because they're, they're showing you the yeah, outside yeah, shrubbery yeah. and then the inside with the the lighting and everything like that. So add yeah. a bit of everything. That so I think I think you're right. I think for you, Bod, I think you'd quite like that because you'll get all the the frantic action of Modern Warfare 3 in a contained map, but with the team-based skills, i.e., you know, cover fire and that kind of thing, and, and reviving your teammates and so on. Um, you'll get that. Um, talking of reviving, was anyone revived or did you revive anyone? Uh, I revived a few people. I got revived. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I got revived in the train, and, and you come back kind of laying down on the floor with a pistol. Um, but then you can hold down the square to not be revived. So I'm not sure what effect that's going to have on the gameplay, because quite often in a very um, intense uh, rush game, you would have uh, you'd have like a situation where there was four of you inside, a, a, you know, trying to defend it. And one of you would get killed and the other person would revive you. Well, now, if you get revived and come back with just a pistol, you're not much use. You're not much help. So that could change the dynamics of gameplay in a, you know, in a really intense situation. So that would be interesting to see how that pans out. You know, obviously, we, we got what well, we had one full, one foolish round, I think, didn't we? So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's hard to tell how it was then. Um, but, that that could change the dynamics, and, and and that concerns me a little bit. That you know, you know, that the reviving might because cause to back that up as well, you can only spawn on the team on the squad leader now. So one of you is elected as the squad leader, 
And if you die, you can either spawn back at your base or on the squad leader. So if one of you sneaked around the back and got into a base somewhere to activate something, you can't all spawn on that person unless they're the squad leader. Um, and then if you die, obviously, that, that's going to have an effect as well. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out, I think. Um, do we want to talk about the other big game? What, what other big game? Uh, other big games? Modern Warfare 3. Couldn't be oh, asked huge. to queue for it. Oh, uh, yeah. D- did any of us play it? No. No. Nope. Don, you was there for three days and you didn't play Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, I, I looked at it and then I thought I'd rather go and watch paint dry. So, <laughs> I mean, it just looked be Modern the Warfare. same as Modern Warfare 2, didn't it? it? It just looked the same as Modern Warfare 2. It was, it was slick, it was smooth, it was, you know, obviously, what, 60 frames a second. It looked nice and smooth, um, but no real advancements. Nothing that kind of uh, made me think I want to queue up and play this game. Um, I think no. it's fair to say that Modern Warfare is dead to me. Yeah, you're still going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, before moving on to Modern Warfare 3, though, really, we should have finished off talking about Battlefield 3, because also there they had the single-player version playable. Um, did did any of... I know I didn't. Um, did, did you play it, Don? Did you play the single-player version of Battlefield 3? Yeah, I played it on... Played it on Saturday, actually, funny enough. Um, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, what, did, played, what parts of it did you get to play, and what did you think? It was the it was the Operation Guillotine, which they've been showing 360 footage for on um, YouTube and everywhere. Um, plays really well, handles really well. A um, lot of recoil in the guns. Um, the only thing is, um, I did find a glitch. There was a floating gun. <laughs> it was just floating in the air there, and you could swap your gun out to it. <laughs> yeah well so. it is a beater isn't it let's hope it gets ironed out um, from what we <laughs> saw we obviously when we were queued the, the queue for the dog tags was right next to the single player version uh, and the queue for it was only one or two people deep to actually play it the, so we, we got a really good view of it they were on you know big big TV screens what 50 inches I guess um and it did look good. The smoke effects looked good. Uh, you know, this is this is the PS3 version we were looking at, and it did look very, very good. Um, I, I'd go as far. It was it was better looking than Crisis 2, I'd say. Would would you agree? Yes, it did look good. There, there didn't seem to be frame rate issues with there. There was in a very intense bit. I saw one bit with like a, a V-sync, like a like little quick little line across the screen. Again, it's the beta, so hopefully that'll be ironed out. These were on consoles that had been on for 48 hours straight in a heated booth. You know, that maybe that made a difference, but there didn't seem to be any issues from what I saw with frame rate or, you know, this big debate about 30 frames a second and whatnot. And Modern Warfare's 60 frames a second hey, didn't really make a difference for me. What else did we get to play? Um, I know Bod played... The awesome game, Journey. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. I had a quick go on Journey. Hmm. I don't know if awesome is the right word. Okay. You 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 told me that Journey is made by the same people that made Flower, I guess. Yep, and Flow, yeah. And Flow. Well, Flower and Flow, although they weren't really my type of game, they did seem to make sense. 
<laughs> it was fairly fairly obvious what you needed to be doing in those games. Uh, Journey, I didn't really get that feeling um, of knowing what I was doing. Uh, and I had this this caped figure walking through a desert uh, and occasionally you'd find these floating red things and if you walked into them uh, they sort of floated away but then you you could press the button and it would make you fly and you'd sort of float up not for very long just for long enough to, to move through the air for a little bit um, I don't know what looked like these big red sort of curtains just floating in midair and when you went close to them they would change to a different colour and you could sort of float up these curtains um, and as far as I could tell that was it I couldn't work out what I was supposed to be doing it didn't seem to have any point to it and I found it quite dull brilliant <laughs> if if any if anyone knows what you're supposed to do in that game please feel free to let me know i'm a little bit disappointed because i really enjoyed flower and i've heard journey described as flower but with a a, 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 a character in it that you control so it, it wasn't i mean flower you're a leaf and you move to pick up other leaves and you know, the more leaves you pick up, the bigger trail you've got, and the you know the more impressive the trail looks, and the music increases with every leaf that you pick up. There was nothing like that that you had to do. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even play it. I just looked at it from across the room, and it just looked a bit strange. I'm sure it's intelligent, like the other games are, and it's got that maybe something about it, but. I couldn't see it. Yeah, I mean, if you looked at a flower from the outside, you'd think, what the hell? Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. It's not until you play it that you realise, well, this is this is kind of cool. You know, it's a cool download game. It's kind of, it's different. There's a story there. There's no words. It's telling a story with no words. That's, that's pretty impressive for a game. Um and you could go as far to say that it's this is this is this will cause an outcry, but maybe art art in games so I was hoping that Journey was going to be more of the same um, I would like to have played Journey but yeah, it was a shame I didn't get a chance to play it while I was queuing for Vita <laughs> <laughs> well actually I played Journey while you were queuing for your dog tags ah ok ok <laughs> did you play anything um, else while we were queuing for dog tags Bod? I also got on to Saints Row 3 for a little bit um, I believe I tweeted about this. <laughs> um, basically, I, I saw a gap. Someone had just come off. I thought, right, I'm getting in there like swimwear. Um, and, I mean, straight away, the uh, the character I was controlling was in a gorilla outfit. Um, I didn't do any I didn't do any missions. Um, I couldn't find any. So I just ran around and mucked about for a while. Um, stole a few cars, drove around a bit. Um, then I thought, oh, I wonder if I've got any weapons. So I brought up the, the weapon wheel uh, and noticed something a bit odd in in my uh, inventory. I thought, oh, what's that? So I, I changed to that, and it was a, a giant dildo. <laughs> uh, a, Wait, a were you talking about your inventory your... here or in the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both. I mean, yeah. I always carry a dildo around with right, me. Excellent. 
but yeah, Saints Row Three. I had a, a, a massive two two handed dildo, which I then decided to beat a few people to death with. Yeah, yeah as I said, I didn't do yeah. any uh, any story missions or anything, so I just uh, ran around. But it was really good fun, really? Uh, and I'm quite excited about getting that. Um, the, the last, I think, the last Grand Theft Auto game sort of they they were starting to get a bit too serious. Uh, and sort of lost the fun, but um, Saints Row seems to seems to really uh, encourage the fun, and I, I quite enjoyed it. Did you play Saints Row Two? Um, I didn't actually. Well, oh no, I might have played it briefly. Was it the first? I've played the first one or the second one for a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think this one they're just going all out for the comedy factor of the stuff in it. The second one had it. And there's some funny parts in there, but I think this third one, they're just going all out silly. But I think you can still play it seriously if you want. But on the other hand, you can dress yourself up in a monkey suit and a big two-handed dildo. So you've got the choice there. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which sounds good. Yeah, well, really enjoyed that one. So that's one I'm looking forward to. Um, you, you also played the predicted, possibly game of 2012 inversion <laughs> yeah now I, I'd to be honest I'd never heard of this no game neither before. have I so <laughs> um, and I just spotted it and, and again there wasn't that many people around it so I was able to get on it without too much fuss um, I wasn't overly impressed to be honest with you hmm. uh, there's a um the the gimmick of this game is various gravity effects um, involving moving stuff out, the throwing stuff out of the way, and inverting gravity. Hence the title, inversion. Um, I can't say I really played it long enough to try all the different gravity effects they had on it, but I found it quite clunky uh, and not. It it looked graphically uh, a bit like Infamous, um, but yeah, I wasn't overly fussed on it to be honest. Uh, and because of that, I didn't play it for very long. No, I have got another game here that you played, Mass Effect Three. Yes, in fact, in fact, I played that. That was the very first game I played when we got there. It was. And your thoughts? Um, yeah, it looks good. I mean, yeah. there's there's talk of it being sort of them having improvements to the whole um, the, the the battles. Yeah. The, and I didn't really notice that many differences between the the last game. One thing I did notice was the enemies react more to where you shoot them. So if you shoot them in the shoulder, they'll they'll sort of stumble back as if they've been hit in the shoulder. With previous games, they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. I did notice that, um, like you're saying about the AI, uh, yeah, they reacted to like where you shot them, but they didn't seem to be that bothered about you, more about the other people in the room. Yeah, again, this, this was one that they said the AI was supposed to have been improved. And like I said, I didn't really notice that because in Mass Effect 2, I could quite easily sort of run 
round to the side of them and they'd be concentrating on your uh, your teammate uh, and just shoot them in the side of the head. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you say, this this was pretty similar to that, is where they'd be concentrating on your other teammate when I just sort of run around the side and shoot them in the side of the side of the head. Um, I mean, once you did shoot them, they then turned their attention to you. But it it was very very easy to flank them. Um, but uh, I think while playing that game, I showed how bad I am at video games. <laughs> uh, and there th- th- was someone was it was there a guy promoting it in a like the costume yeah there was a bloke dressed up as um shepherd yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he had the, he had the he had the suit on anyway yeah um but yeah he was walking around just sort of like talking to the guy sort of watching uh while he was playing he was <laughs> he was watching you play bod and he was like tell him to use the b button because it unfortunately it was on the 360 um, but uh, yeah, he was just trying to. He wanted to tell you to press the B button, but he didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> you playing, which is why I interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, I, I could, I could sort of see him out of the corner of my eyes, sort of standing behind me, and that really puts me off anyway. Um, and I'm not a great games player anyway, so I. Yeah, I wasn't doing amazingly well. I kept sort of firing aimlessly and missing quite a lot. And I just thought, he's probably looking at me and thinking, this guy's shit. He, he, he did ask me if you played games before. <laughs> <laughs> did he ask if I was a bit special? Yeah. Oh, you go, oh, you brought him out for the day. Oh. <laughs> he asked me where your helmet was. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's getting tired. You might want to take him home now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, an- another another game I'm looking forward to. Yes. Okay. So you better start saving your money then. But that's due out next year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a bit of a wait for that anyway. Cool. Um, Mr. Slugger. I'm going gonna, gonna to start, start with a bad game. Well, not a bad game, Go but on. a game that you played for all of about 30 seconds. Dark Souls. Which one? Dark- yeah, I played Dark Souls. Mm. Um, now I've not played Demon Souls, so I don't know if it's the same, similar or not. Um, <laughs> I was the character that it was really weird because I had to sit on the floor to play it on the hard floor next to a couple of Chinese people <laughs> who were there. They were playing next to me, uh, and I started playing. I didn't really know what I was doing. And I walked up a corridor and a skeleton came out and beat the crap out of me. And it said, you've been hollowed or something. Was it hollowed? I don't know. Hollerized or something. Something I can't remember the word it used. But um, And then it put me back to where I was. And I walked up the corridor again. And then the skeleton came out and gave me another good gubbin. And then after the third time, I thought, fuck this. And put the <laughs> controller down and got up and went... <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was about it. Um, It's not a game that interests me. I'm sure it's a good game, if you like the first one. But me personally, it's not something that um, I I found uh, of interest to myself. And I didn't, yes, I had a hands-on with it, but like you said, how long was it? Three or four minutes tops before I got bored? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't. I think, but this is this game's going to be well known for not being very forgiving, isn't it? So maybe that is yeah. how far. What, what about you, Don? Did, did you have a go on it, Don? I didn't. I saw people playing it, and I, I'd actually played Demon Souls before, and um, I got killed very early on and stopped playing. So <laughs> I knew Dark Souls wasn't going to be my thing. Because yeah. you you lose everything you're carrying as well. It's like oh, I can't be dealing with that. I need regenerating health, respawning, and uh, cheat codes. Yeah, cheat codes. Yeah, our, yeah. our main man Hakum, the the world's number one PlayStation trophy collector. He did he he's platinumed it. How many times did he say? Three times. Three times. Yeah. Three times he's platinumed that game. That's fairly impressive, isn't it? Crazy. Crazy. Mm. Crazy son of a bitch. Yes. So, um, I've got a biggie that I think we should all talk about. Possibly the biggest scoop from Eurogamer this year. Thursday was the official launch of the UK service for OnLive. Now, I know our American chums have had OnLive for a while, but it was the official UK launch. Uh, and on the Thursday, they were basically giving away the £69 consoles or £59, whatever it is, the little micro console and a controller to anyone that queued up uh, up to a certain point in the day where they run out. Uh, I know you got your mitts on one, didn't you, Don? Um, Yeah, nothing special. Um, Nothing to write home about. No, but I mean, I know over the, over the last week, obviously this is a new thing. This week, they were launching it at the show, it, you know, big media press in the UK, the future of gaming, on live, streaming those games to your PCs and your Macs and your TVs and whatnot. Uh, I think we've all had a go at it now, haven't we? Um, what's, I mean, I've played, I've played Dirt 3 on my Mac, on my MacBook. My MacBook hasn't got a, a decent graphics card in it. I played it wirelessly. It was okay that I had an ever so slight lag to it, um, and I, which I tested by pressing the horn. I pressed the horn, and there was a split-second delay in, in playing it. But at the show, I played Assassin's Creed um, on the on-live stand, and admittedly, they probably had the world's fastest internet connection there to show it off, but it felt, it felt like I was playing it on a console, and it looked like I was playing it on a console. Uh, we've all tried it at home. What's been your experiences of, of, of it, um, Bod? What did, what did you think of it? Well, I only tried it uh, for a, a short period of time, um, and when I tried it, I was using my Wi-Fi connection. I wasn't wired, and they they recommend doing it wired. Um, so my uh, my connection wasn't as strong as it could have been, um, and to be totally honest, it was as blurry as anything. Um, it kept coming up in the corner when I tried to play bad connection or connection error. Um, and it was barely playable. Um, now, after I'd wired it up and done a few things to sort of increase my connection, um, I, I managed to get my connection up to about 4 meg. Um, but I, I didn't try it again after that. I'm, I'm going to have to try it again at some point. But I was chatting to one of the guys on the stand Um and I asked him what sort of connection you'd need to run it smoothly. And he said, I mean, you could put it, that it would sort of adapt to your connection, but you'd probably need at least sort of three meg. 
Um, now mine average is about three to three and a half anyway. Um, and as far as I could tell, that wasn't good enough. Um, and as I say, I got after fiddling around with it, I got my connection up to about four. Um, so I'm going to try it again on that level, see if it works any better. But he said that ideally you'd want it about five. So I don't think my connection will ever really be good enough. <clears throat> Interesting. You you tried it as well, didn't you, Zonal? I did. Uh, and I probably, uh, apart from Don, I probably had the most positive go at this game because I've had no problems getting on with it, apart from the servers being full sometimes. Um, I've had no lag issues. Mm-mm. Okay, some of the games I've played haven't been great. <laughs> so some of the lag issues are irrelevant. But uh, I did go... Uh, what did I give a go? Um, i trying to think now. You played that game that had uh, something to do with horses. Planet Horse. Yeah, I gave that a go. That was awesome. That's that's almost like a Barbie's horse adventure. That's really, really brilliant. <laughs> did, you, did you get any trophies for it? Um, oh, I was only playing the trial, so I don't know if you get trophies for the trial. I don't know if that works or not. That's, that, that's a point worth mentioning, that anyone, just by signing up a free account, can play can play it and try it. And pretty much every game has got a 30-minute trial period. So yes. without any installing or anything, you can just play 30 minutes of any game which if you're thinking about buying a game, is a good way to test it out. You know, you don't have to pay anything, you don't have to rent it, you don't have to download it, install it. You can quickly just try it out, see if you like the game. And, um, you know, the, the online service is set up in such a way that after that half an hour, if you then buy it or rent it because it's cloud saving, it will allow you to carry on from where you've left off. But for me, I, I'm going to use it for that, I think, for, for testing games um, in a in a demo-type situation. Yeah, I, I think that's what I plan to use it for the most. Uh, uh, it, it just comes to me, actually, the, other, the, the actual game, the proper game I played it to try it out, was actually Metro 2033. Um, now, I played, I've played this on the PC uh, with the graphics turned up, and it, it looks really nice. And on live, the, the graphics on that streaming down to my laptop it looks really nice at certain at sometimes i couldn't i couldn't really tell any difference um no as, as bot bod mentioned slightly earlier that the picture can adjust to your internet so if you get a slight drop in your internet connection then you, you you'll notice it in the picture will start to maybe go a little bit blocky mid-board jaggy edged but um Apart from that, it, it was really good. I mean, I was playing it on my laptop and trying to play it with my trackpad, which is not something I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Not, not designed do for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, I, I've had I've had positive things about it, and and I love I love the uh, arena walls where you can just flick bring up the the wall of videos of people playing and just go off and stalk some people and watch what they're playing. Um. When I was playing Planet Horse, Bod did watch me, but he kept jeering me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while, while watching, there's a, um, a a jeer and a cheer button. Um, no, I don't, I don't know how what, what you got on your end, but there's basically a, a button with a, a a thumbs up sign, which is your cheer button, and a, and a button with the the thumbs down sign, which is your jeer button. 
Um, and I tried them both, and all it did, all it does is it comes up with a number to say how many times you've cheered or jeered them. Uh, so I I jeered you a few times. So what? So what how, does it? Do you um, get the sound or anything on your end when you do it? There's no sound. There is like a little, pretty much like like the notification that pops up when you get a trophy. There's a little symbol that comes up in the top corner, uh, and it just says, uh, "Here comes bodies now, uh, watching." you it doesn't say watching you but it says spectating um and then every time you cheer or jeer it will just show that here comes bod has jeered you or here comes bod has cheered you um and it just pops up in the little the top end right hand corner to show what the people are watching and what they think of you <laughs> so i think like mr treat and one they should have had his sounds so so if someone cheers you you get a yay so that sound <laughs> Or a boo. <laughs> that wouldn't be too annoying, would it? It'd probably get, probably get quite annoying. <laughs> yeah, so you're concentrating on Deus Ex and then someone's going, boo, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be brilliant. <laughs> but, that, that, yeah, the whole the video thing of watching what your friends are doing um, or just random people seeing what the videos... And that just works fluently as well from the um, menu. You just go into the arena, it loads up all the videos... Move along, up, down, left, and right to the video. Press enter and straight into the video live stream. It it's just works. It was brilliant. There was no sort of buffering yeah. to load that video. It just worked. I, I think it's the I think it's the future of gaming. I just think with our the UK's current internet infrastructure in place, I don't think it's quite ready yet. Um, I think that's going to be its problem. You know, a lot of people are still on half meg broadband, or you know. It, a meg or two meg and I think at that sort of speed it's going to struggle a little bit with certainly with some of the action packed games but did you have you actually tried the actual console Don? Um, not as yet um, sort of just seeing how much it's going to get on eBay first <laughs> nice new and sealed <laughs> I imagine there's a lot going on eBay at the moment you can send it to me for a quick I might <laughs> <laughs> no oh, okay <laughs> But no, it, it's just this. I've got too many. I've got a 360, a PS3, and a PC. I don't need on live as well. Um, it just by chance I ended up with one. Um, so by I'll chance. be flogging that on somewhere. Well, he, you know, he saw a queue and joined it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's what, what we're supposed to do. Mm. I, I was all set for getting one, but then the more I thought about it, if I want to play on live, I'm going to play on my PC. Uh, on my PC screen, so there's no point in plugging a console into it. I can just um, plug a 360 controller into my PC and and play it in the same way on a on a on a controller that I'm used to. Um, so yeah, I just there's no there's no point from there was no point for me to queue up for a stupid number of hours for that. I'd rather queue up for a stupid number of hours to play 10 minutes on the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the guy I spoke to did mention that they they will be doing sort of uh, promotions in the future, where on certain games, if you pre-order that game, you they uh, you can get the console for free anyway. So he said, keep an eye out for like deals. So you yeah, I just get I don't think way. I'm I don't think I'm at the point yet where I'm going to be pre-ordering a forty-pound game on on live. I just I can't see it. 
I'm sure there's, there's specific people that it's going to be useful for. If, you, if you've got a, a crappy netbook or something, or, or a TV, and you don't have a PlayStation, you don't have a decent PC, you can play games with it. If you travel a lot on the road or in hotels, you could, you know, if you, as long as you've got a decent hotel internet connection, you could play in a hotel or something or on the on the road. It's obviously cloud savings. You can play anywhere if you move from location to location. For me, I just I'm struggling to see a strong selling point, other than the fact that I can use it for free to play new games in a for 30 minutes, the, the full game for 30 minutes, which I kind of like. That's that's pretty cool. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. Okay. Um. So on live, another big thing at. Uh, the Eurogamer show. There were two big things outside the entrance. Hmm. Keeping the crowds under control. Was, was that my guns? <laughs> uh, no. Two bigger things. I'll give you a clue. They were both green. I think one was they both brown. had oh, scantily clad women on top of them. <laughs> We are, of course, that was talking me. tanks. Oh. Oh, was it you? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Big green thing. Um, yeah, no, they, they had a couple of tanks out the front. Uh, we're obviously the PlayStation Show UK. <laughs> so a small disclaimer, it is a PC game. Um, but it's a okay. game that I've been playing a little bit of late. Um, I was very pleased to see it at the show. Uh, World of Tanks. Mm. It's a uh, free-to-play MMO-style game, um, completely free to play. You can obviously pay for better tanks or, or better upgrades. You know, uh, not better upgrades, but you can unlock the upgrades quicker by buying in-game gold in much the same way as most microtransaction games work these days. But you can download it uh, from worldoftanks.com or .eu if you're in Europe, uh, which is what I did previous, prior to the show. I've played it a little bit. It's a fantastic game. Really enjoying it. Very pleased to see them at the show. We got chatting to an Eastern European lady there um, who we managed to haggle some World of Tank t-shirts out of and some lanyards with uh, in-game codes, which has unlocked a couple of tanks. One of the tanks actually has now become my new favourite tank. It's a fully unlocked tank. Um, so that's that was a really good... Uh, was that the Panzer? That was probably my... No, not the Panzer. The Panzer wasn't very good. It was the L2 tank, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everything's fully unlocked on it, so it's um it's, it, it does 70 kilometers an hour as opposed to 40, which are the basic ones. So it's it's a fully upgraded light tank. Um, so yeah, you it's I, I did talk about this a bit on the show last week, but it's um for, you 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 can. You, you can spec up your tank and your your, your squadron that, that that control it, and you can create big battalions and clans, and or you can just go straight into a, a sort of a team deathmatch type thing. Protect your base, they protect their base. The, um, the you know the tanks go and hide, and they've got radars on them, so you can pick up, uh, you know, you can see them without actually seeing them, if you see what I mean. Depending on how good the radar is in your tank. Now I played this prior they had it at the show so i didn't bother playing it at the show but i know bod that you were suitably impressed with this weren't you <laughs> um, yeah i mean i didn't play it i had a quick look 
Um, and from what you were saying, I was intrigued. Um, you was a little the excited. The problem is, like, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, I mean, you, you, and and the the lady there hyped it up quite a lot. Um, and and for some reason, it got to me, and I was quite excited about um, giving it a go. Um, the problem was, I kept failing to download it. Um, and as strange as this may sound, I think it was Dead Island that was de- that was stopping me from downloading it. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd set it up to download, uh, and I left my co- my computer on, and I went and did other things. Usually, the other things involved going on the PS3 and playing Dead Island. Now, as you know, on the PS3, when you're downloading something in the background, some games, when you turn them on, it will it will stop whatever's downloading in the background. Um, now that usually uh, that usually only happens with the PS3, but for some reason, every time I was playing Dead Island, it would stop downloading. But then I uh, I decided to try again, and I left it overnight, so I wasn't playing on the PS3. Um, and then it seemed to work fine. So I've installed it. I haven't actually got around to playing it. I turned it on. I put in one of my codes that I got free. Uh, so I have one of those extra tanks. Um, and I've, I've, I've basically sat in a garage and looked around. But I haven't actually got to the actual playing of the game yet. At that point, it's so easy. You just click start battle, it balances the teams, and away you go. You'll be playing in under 20 seconds. It's that quick. Um, So, yeah, I did notice after the show, I went on and I could see that the numbers of people playing had increased from when I'd been playing it over the previous week. So I think, obviously, their their marketing of it at the show worked. Um, They were giving out, obviously, T-shirts and codes for tanks and some little bags. And I think you you actually got a CD or a DVD, didn't you, Don? Yeah, I got a a CD-ROM of the actual game, so I don't have to download it all. So that was pretty epic. But um, I haven't got around to installing it yet. I've been back to work, so... But, um, yeah, I'm going to give that a good go, actually, because I quite enjoyed the little demo that I had at the the show. It was was all right. Well, I, I... I really enjoy the game. I think it's fantastic. I, as, again, I'll just repeat with the PlayStation Show UK. It is a PC game, but I am going to be playing it quite a lot. My, my username on there is the same, Mr. Slugger, so hit me up on there uh, if anyone wants to play. Um, if, if we get a few people interested in it, I don't mind paying for the premium account, which is about eight euros or something. Or, yeah, it's like seven or eight quid. But if you pay for the premium account, only one of you needs to do it. Because then you can you can create battalions then and, and arrange you know like team games and and whatnot and there's a mode actually in the game where your battalion can conquer parts of the world map and uh, so you can you can create kind of trade routes and and treat, uh, peace treaties with other with other countries that are occupied by other battalions or other clans um, and you you know you can join forces with some clans to take on bigger clans and whatnot. It, it looks brilliant, it, it, and it is brilliant. It, it's a it's a very very interesting game. So so check that out. Um, but back to the world of PlayStation. I think I think we should go back to a PlayStation game now. Um, any suggestions, chaps? Uh, yeah, Gears of War three. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, now there was a game there that I'm interested in highly, but didn't really get to see much of it, and 
I'm sort of kicking myself that I didn't. And that was Batman Arkham City. The trouble was the queue for that was mental nearly all day. It, yeah, it was. Now, I don't know. Don, did you get to try this in any of the three days you were there? No, the queues were the same all weekend. It was ridiculously long. Yeah. I've stood behind a couple of people uh, playing it, so I got a bit of an impression. Okay, so, I mean, what's, what's your brief impression of from what you saw? Um, it looks really good. Uh, it, I'm surprised how much polish has gone into that because it's bigger than um, Arkham Asylum. And Arkham Asylum looked pretty good, but this looks even better. Um, I mean, I'm going to nick what the slugger's probably going to say because um, he said it and then I noticed it. But the cape uh, physics on it looks amazing now uh, for Batman. But um, I, was, I was quite upset that there was no like nobody dressed up as Catwoman there. <laughs> yeah, I'm... there was a Batman, wasn't there? And there was um, that was a statue, an R two D two walking around the floor. Yeah. And uh, I believe on the Saturday that Darth Vader and the, any stormtroopers were there. Darth Vader walked into the over-18 section and all the stormtroopers had to take their helmets off to be ID'd. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's, okay. But uh, So Arkham City's looking good. From what you yeah, saw. no, it looks really good. I mean, it's quite hard to tell when you're just sort of like viewing it from um, through the queue type thing because um, I think... They were all hooked up with turtle beaches as well, so you didn't even get any of the sound or anything. But it, it did look really good. It's a good segue there to Turtle Beach. So we just say about the little bargain you two got. Oh, real bargain, wasn't it? Yeah, we were literally just leaving at the end of the day on Friday, and uh, I, I just I hadn't seen it all day. I saw a turtle beach stand, so I thought oh, I'll go over and ask them about the um, the the digital sound processor module which um zonal's got he got with the dp21s well i've got the original p21s that's just a, a usb connection and and they're essentially the same headphones as what zonal's got but he's got the extra uh, 5.1 module and they were doing a deal there for the same headphones as what zonal's got for 65 quid so what we did was me and Don went half on it. I had the module and Don had the headset. Um, so I've plugged mine in now. What's your uh, opinion of the headset, Don? I can't believe I've been gaming for so long without them. <laughs> it's epic. It, it's it's, it's so, a game changer, isn't it? Definitely. It makes all the um, difference. Being able to mix the game sound and the chat in the headset uh, with one little control unit it is fantastic. It really is, and it's it's amazing how much you pick up where you're sort of like enclosed on the sound, rather than it just being pumped into your room for a TV. You're just picking up on all the little details, and like if you're playing, I was playing um, uh, Deathmatch on uh, Resistance Three, and my performance was actually better because I was wearing the headset. Funny enough, because I could hear where they're coming you, from. You do hear a bit more, don't you? Um, mm. And and the, the difference that the modules made to me. Is fairly immense. I was quite impressed. I, I was expecting a little bit of a difference, but the difference it's made is bloody amazing. Now, obviously, it takes the 5.1 optical out from the PlayStation, mixes it down to two channels, 
but it does some obviously it does obviously does some jiggery pokery inside this little magical black box. But it's made a difference to the headset. Now, on yours though, Noel, have you tried unplugging it and plugging it in as a normal headset and then trying it with the box? I, I was thinking about this the other day actually. I I haven't. I've I've only ever heard it using the DSS unit. Well, I've only ever heard mine without the DSS unit. So what I did was I rigged it all up so I could quickly unplug it and plug it in to see the difference. Now, the only the, I'm playing Dirt 3 at the moment, um, and the difference between it on Dirt 3 was phenomenal. Before, with the headset, you'd get the sound obviously coming from left to right, but I don't know how they're doing it. Obviously, like same sound staging it at different points but you actually got that kind of 360 sound. So I think in Battlefield it's going to be brilliant. Hopefully I'll be able to hear footsteps and things and directions from where, where they're coming and whatnot. But it definitely does make a difference. It's very noticeable in Dirt 3 in that your co-driver's voice that you hear sounds like a radio as opposed to a voice. And the car noises that you hear, you get that difference when you're changing views in the car. And even so much as when the car spins, you feel the back end of the car coming round. You hear, you hear that you hear it in the skid. If you see what I mean, it's 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 some um, remarkable piece of kit. I'm, I'm very pleased with it. Um, and a, a good price as well. You know, we, we I think we both did, did pretty well there, Don. I think um, I think we did all right. Yeah, there. they they were doing a good deal there. I mean. <clears throat> Because I paid, like I say, when we were chatting there, I paid 95 quid for the DPX-21s, which is the PX-21s with a DSS unit bundled in. Um, but they're doing a show special, weren't they, for the DPX-21s for 65 quid. And I thought it was a really good Bargain. deal. Bargain. Bargain. It was. It's all good. But so you're both happy with your purchases then? Oh, yeah. Extremely oh, that reminds happy. me, Don, I... That reminds me, Don, I still owe you 50p. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I would say buy me a beer, but that's about fiver in London. <laughs> yeah, you can have a sip they of a beer. They were expensive, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> you, you keep um, it, Slugger. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, mate. Cheers, thanks. Um, so, what else have we got? Um, What's, uh, somebody you else? went to a... Go on. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say... Oh, well, well, I was just talking to Don there. I was saying, on the you went to a couple of other developer sessions, didn't you, Don? Yeah, we did on the uh, Bill C and myself, uh, Bill C from Grumpy Gamers Podcast. Um, we went, we did the same thing we did on Thursday. We went to the ID Software celebrating 20 years of ID Software developer conference, and then they again they had like this small behind the scenes sort of uh, um, situation. So we went to those two, and they were it was really cool. And it was um, hosted by Tim Willits. Um, I can't remember what he is exactly, but he's pretty high up in there. Um, that's an epic fail. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it, it was really interesting. And he was, like, talking about, you know, he was talking about Rage and everything and uh, the history of id Software and, like, um, all the gore that they like putting in there and the secrets and that. And there's a there's a little bit of a, a top tip for when you're playing Rage. Look out for a, a few secret walls where you can get into secret areas, um, like you would in the old Wolfenstein games and things. Wicked. But um, but but again, uh, went to the uh, the the little behind the scenes one, and um, I wrote my question down. What's your favourite biscuit? And it got read out again. 
um, and apparently his favourite biscuit is a chicken biscuit. So um, I'm sure the American listeners understand that, but I don't. Anything else going on in there? Um, I got a couple of um, id software t-shirts. You know, got the important swag. It's all about swag. Nice, 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 nice. ID software. Id. (laughs) Id. Id. Yeah. Did you uh, hit up any other sessions? No, no, I didn't get a chance. We was going to try, because um, Bill C's uh, more a uh, PC gamer, and he really wanted to go to the Bioware one, which was focusing on Star Wars, the Old Republic, but we didn't get there in time, unfortunately. So I was quite upset. Well, we, we said earlier that um, PlayStation Vita had the biggest queue of the show. With hindsight, that's a lie, because... Star Wars The Old Republic, I think, had the biggest queue of the show. That was a beast of a queue, wasn't it? It yeah. did split across yeah. the gangway as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so big they had to put an extra line down uh, and move people across from one one side of the walkway to the other at, at intervals. Um, I don't yeah, know why I, I people thought that was... queue... I, I thought that was the queue originally to go into the over-18 section. I thought, I'm not queuing to go in there. Yeah, me too. But Me too, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it amazes me why people want to queue to play games like that, because you're only going to get a few minutes on it, and they're in-depth games. They're not games that you can pick up and have a quick play with. Uh, you know, maybe you can just check a few features out or whatnot, but... You know, kind of standing back and watching it on the screens is enough for me. Um, but yeah, that was there was a big old queue for that. That's uh, that's coming. I think that's penciled in for first quarter next year now. I think they've actually nope. Release date a, was revealed. Yeah. Release date was revealed at Eurogamer to be the twenty second of December. What? No, I, I, I think since then I've saw, I've seen something that said it's been pushed back to first quarter 2012. I don't think, really. I don't this think this was only shit. yesterday. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll see if I can find the. Uh, yeah, the I was fairly sure I saw something that said that it had slipped until next year. Uh, on their website it does say December the 20th for North America, December the 22nd for Europe. Ooh, in exciting. your face, slugger! <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> you're not allowed until you've been on the show for three weeks. You're not allowed to to insult me. In your face, slugger! Hang, hang up on him. <laughs> Get rid of him. Get rid of the Don. Um, no, I'm. I'm again. It's a PC game. I'm. I'm looking forward to playing that. I'm. Uh, yeah, quite excited about that. Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, David Peacock, in the chat. He's posted a picture of a chicken biscuit, <laughs> and it looks a bit like a. It looks a bit like a Zinger Tower burger. Yeah, it's a chicken. It looks like a chicken in a scone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, a chicken yeah. in a scone. There we go. Chicken scone. So maybe, maybe Americans call scones. Biscuits. <laughs> Looks like biscuit but and chicken. It, I wonder if it is it. It's more questions posed now. Is it a sweet bread or is it like a sour bread? Uh, Too so, many shall questions. we not go into this? <laughs> no, let's not. Let's talk about some games. Yes. Um, 
talking of games that I'm really excited for but didn't want to queue for, uh, Skyrim. They had Skyrim there on the show. Again, on some huge TVs. Uh, now, these were on uh, 360 we saw them on. Please mention the idiot looks cool, playing it. Sorry? <laughs> Please mention the idiot that was playing it when we was watching. Oh, everyone got ten minutes. It was about ten minutes before they kicked you off and somebody else got on. There was this idiot female sat there, and all she did for ten fucking minutes was create a character. What an idiot. <laughs> She's yeah, got 10 minutes I, I think to play. at one point what... she spent 10 minutes creating a character. Just, I think at one point one of the uh, one of one of the people actually came up to her and said, "Look, you've only got 10 minutes. Maybe you should, you know, forget the, the creating the character and actually play the game." Yeah, all you do is just pick a random thing and say, "Go, go," you know, because the minute you create your character, from what we saw. Um, I don't know if this is the opening to the actual game or if it's just the demo that they were playing. I'm sure that they've held back the actual opening to the game. The minute you created the character, you walk through, you take about 10 steps forward, and it says entering Skyrim. And then there's a big old loading screen that comes up before you actually go yeah, in. Yeah, that's about eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. and then, and then, so there's a minute of your 10 minutes gone then just in the loading bit there. Uh, and then and then it's the bit that, the, you, that everyone's seen on YouTube and whatnot by now um, that, that got leaked from uh, QuakeCon where you, you're basically walking through the little foresty bit and walking down the path towards the village. Um, so that's what everyone was playing. That's what people were able to play. We did, uh, Don whipped his camera out and uh, very promptly got on, uh, got wrapped on the knuckles for doing so, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I got about 20 seconds of footage before uh, he threw his hand in front of my camera. Um, and got no told pictures, off. no pictures, no cameras. Yeah, all right, mate, we've all seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> it got leaked a long time ago. Um, so, yeah, there was, a, again, quite a queue for it. And I just didn't think it would be a worthwhile experience to to sit down and play it. I didn't want to play it. It's a game I'm so looking forward to. I've pre-ordered it. I even took my pre-order receipt with me to uh, to the show just in case I got anything from the show, any freebies or anything. I didn't inquire about that, actually. But, um, yeah, not something I was prepared to queue for to play. No. But it, it did it did look good. Graphically, it looked good. Oh, it looked amazing. It just looked amazing. And on those big TVs as well, it just... Oh. Um, now, there was a British game there, but it didn't really have a big presence, which I'm quite surprised at, which was Starhawk. Now, I think this is going to be a big game, but I just they literally had like three TVs, I think, like four TVs of it, and that was it. And hardly anyone was on it. Massive, yeah, there wasn't that many people lo- uh, playing it. Which really surprised me. I mean, War, Warhawk was big. and yeah. At one point, I almost got on it. Uh, I, there was a space. I sat down, but it turned out that that one had crashed. <laughs> yeah. it, it just surprised me. I mean, I thought it would be bigger than that. They'd show a bit more of a presence for it because it's... Uh, that's a PS3 only, isn't it, as well, Starhawk? Yeah, it's it's exclusive, but I don't know if there's any sort of like launch date for it, so I don't know whether they're sort of holding back at the moment and just go, going to go for a big push on it. Yeah. I, I thought that was another one that's not actually out until next year. 
Yeah, I don't think mm. it's out until next yeah. year, yeah. But, uh, but it looked all right, though. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, I didn't even see it. I must have had my eyes closed. It was over near the, it was near the right. massage area. Where you got your energy drink. Oh, the massage area. Yeah, and, Don, and you had a massage, didn't you? Yeah, it, it was wasn't a massage. Probably... Yeah. She was just leaning on him. <laughs> it was the she worst experience She looked as if she was using you as a public leaning post. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's the worst massage I've ever seen. If she'd have been massaging me, she 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 got Don to sit down, and she she was behind him. She rested her elbows on his shoulder, told him to relax and close his eyes. Rested her arms, her elbows on his shoulder, and then proceeded to talk to the bloke that was in front. <laughs> and that was about it. It, it looked like a, a not very relaxing massage. No, not overly. Do we, do we still know? Um, do we still do we know what they were selling? What what were they selling? I don't get it. I, I don't know. I haven't checked. <laughs> well, it linked you to some because I think it's. I think they're trying to be like the next Facebook or something like that for for gamers because I saw the email and it's like oh you're now registered on this and I just deleted it but um it was it, yeah she said you need to click to join this group which was the Eurogamer group and there was only 37 people that had joined it I was like all right great <laughs> oh, no, no no that's not lie she said to be able to get a free massage you need to join up so you went yeah mm, yeah massage. okay yeah I'll join up. <laughs> <laughs> it counts in the you are now an, a, a member of the elite <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, another little thing that um, they had at Eurogamer they had it they had it there last year as well uh, was the indie arcade where they had 10 indie games um, on display in there and you could kind of walk through. They had a couple of um, PCs set up for each indie game, a little brief description on the wall. And, you know, some people had done a, a little professional kind of cards and things they were given out or other people's were just scribbled notes on a bit of A4 paper and stuck it to the wall. <laughs> uh, we played a couple. Of, well, I played, played a couple of games in there. I think we all played a couple of games in there. We played one game called Reflow, which was an iPad game and an iPhone game. And I think you could play it on a PC that, as long as you had a web camera. But the, the iPad was what we kind of played it on. Very strange game. You kind of look at the screen and you see yourself in there in black and white, a solid black and solid white. You get some balls that fall down from the top of the screen that are, for example, blue. And there's a cup at the bottom of the screen in a different location that is for example, blue, and you use your hand and your body parts to direct the flow of these beads into the cup. So that was the first level, so that was easy. You just put your hand up at a 45-degree angle, and they bounced off of your hand and into the cup. The next level, there's a purple area. The your blue beads coming down from the top, a purple hashed area, and a purple cup. So you've got to get the blue beads through the purple area, which turns them purple and then into the purple cup. So you then had to do a combination of hand moves to guide them into the cup. Um, it's on iTunes at the minute for 69p, I believe. I would say that's about all it's worth. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun for a minute or two, wasn't it? Uh, I can see it what they're trying to do. Yeah, it was interesting, but... 
like you say, you'd, you'd play it once or twice and then go, hmm, okay. Imagine playing that on the tube. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was check. funny. It was like a, a typical tech demo gone wrong because I started moving my hand around and it wasn't picking up my hand movement on the screen. And the guy there, the developer, said, oh, yeah, it's because of this light above. The light's messing it up. And I thought, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> but um, that was a... Uh, pretty uh, crappy game. <laughs> so we walked through the rest of the arcade, but we did. there was one game that I'd seen beforehand that I wanted to see at the Indie Arcade, and it was the last game at the end. Um, the developer looked really happy to be, to be there. He was sat up on the, on the table, cross-legged, reading a book, um, some sort of novel. Um, but he did take time out of his schedule to show us the game and scribble down the website address on a bit of paper for us uh, and this game was Photonica now how would you describe this game um, oh, shit. Um, I was yes, thinking for something weird. a little bit more descriptive I, I think Don's <laughs> say it again Don Mir- Mirror's Edge crossed with Wipeout Zone Mode yeah there we go Wireframe Mode for Mirror's Edge yeah, yeah. Wireframed Mirror's Edge but in a forward-only plane, and you, the only control you have is the space bar on the keyboard. So you hold down space to make yourself run. When you let go of the space bar, you jump, and if you press the space bar again, it cuts your jump short and makes you land quicker. And you jump from platform to platform, and there's kind of all you know funky delic music going on in the background. Um, it was an interesting piece. I mean, the guy described a mode where it's like a never-ending mode, where it randomly puts a path in front of you. And I guess it's like a score-chasing kind of mode. Um, an interesting piece of tech. Kind of, um, yeah, interesting to look at. It's it's a free download. It's like a like what they do with the Indie Humble Bundle, where you can basically pay whatever you want for it, be it a, you know a penny or you know a hundred pound kind of thing, whatever you want to pay for it. Um, so check it out that's Photonica F-O-T-O-N-I-C-A but uh, yeah it was kind of a quirky little game not sure what you thought about it I don't know if it's got any lasting appeal um, yeah I, don't, I think it again it's much like the iOS games where you'll play it for a bit it'll be fun for a bit uh, but then it wasn't even fun for a bit what it was one button yeah, but it's, it's got one button. Yeah, but it's got the sort of challenge to it where you have to release the button at the right time to make the jump. <laughs> That's not challenging. What? That was as boring as anything. You just don't know real games when you see them. That's why you stick to All WWE. Right, <laughs> Alright, let's mention another quick indie game that we played. And it was called, was it From a Distance or At a Distance? <laughs> yeah, it was probably better. We should have played it at a distance. Yeah, what <laughs> the fuck was that? Yeah, um, it, it pushed itself forward as a, a co-op game uh, where you work together. Uh, it's, it's even hard to describe. That you, it's supposed to be 3D, but again, wire-framed, no texture graphics or anything. So you, everything it looked was, like it was made on a spectrum, for stars. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, 
but you just couldn't figure it out what what you had to do and they'd even had resorted to writing down notes in front of the computer screen saying yeah, yeah, what you needed wasn't, to do. but yeah but it wasn't instructions though was it it was tips yeah it was like oh if you do this this might happen and it was like this doesn't make sense yeah. As far as I could do, all I could do was there was like four boxes that I could pick up just by walking into it. You'd walk into it and it would pick up a box, and I'd carry that box around for a little bit. And then if I walked to another box, it would drop that box and pick up another one. And that's all I could seem to do. I couldn't work out anything else. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's something intelligent behind it. Um, because I started off in a like a red room with some trees in it, and then I enter a grey room. If I go down the corridor of the grey room it just kept repeating itself over and over again or I could fall down the hole but I kept just kept falling down the hole I just couldn't see what I had to do and then one of the tips was if you're in the grey room try putting down the controller so I put down a controller and the grey room starts to fade out and then it fades out and it takes me back to the red room so I was like alright oh, okay so it takes me back to the beginning again I don't know there's probably something what game was that? Yeah, I- it was called From a Distance Sorry, I, or I, At a I Distance. must have missed a bit there. What game are we talking about? <laughs> from a Distance. What's it called? <laughs> from a Distance. From a Distance? Yeah. Was this that one with the two screens, with the red and the blue screen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even look at it. I just thought <laughs> I thought it had crashed. Well, it, it was... No, it was that <laughs> I thought there was technical difficulties going on. No, it was... Just, just, to be honest, you wouldn't have noticed if it had crashed. <laughs> Yeah, we, we I mean, I'm I'm all I'm I'm all for developers doing something a little bit different, but at least explain what you have to do. Yeah. So you're getting that pod? It's <laughs> yeah, day one. <laughs> I've pre-ordered it already, actually. I wonder, I wonder if you can do it on online co-op. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, did we try any other indie games while we were there? Sure, we did. I played that. I played that two D one with the car where you had to keep the things in it, which the, the reminded me a bit like um, huh? the illegal immigrants. That's the one. Yeah, it was yeah. called smuggle truck. Smuggle truck. Uh, oh. I, I believe this this was on the news or something for being uh, apparently there were complaints because it was about <laughs> <Yeah>. smuggling illegal <laughs> immigrants. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It's basically, it was very similar to um, Trials HD on the 360, if you've played that, where you control the the lean forward and the lean back to move you over a series of obstacles. It it was basically Trials HD, but with a truck and a yeah. cartoony kind of background. And, and a bit of physics that's, that's... to it, because you had your immigrants sat in the back of the truck and you had to try and keep as many as possible. Well, yeah, that's what you do. You have to kind of you move the immigrants, don't you, to keep the truck balanced over obstacles yeah. to stop them falling out and some sort of massacre happening, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I know. Let's say all for them trying something new, but there, there was there didn't seem to be anything there. I mean, that smuggle truck did look quite interesting, quite funny, but the rest sort of uh, yeah, nothing jumped out at me. So. Anyway, should we talk a bit about SSX? Because I think we all tried that. SSX. Um, yeah. Um, what do we want to say about SSX? Well, 
we tried it. It's a uh, it's a snowboarding game. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks graphically, it looked good. It's it's exactly what you want from SSX. So it's that proper arcade style, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Um. Uh, so we, we were talking about it going around the shop floor about because it obviously used to be SSX Deadly Descent or whatever it was called. Um, but then it was changed because of the uproar of the the big changes they made. But uh, I don't know. I I've, I've never really been a huge SSX fan. That's not because I don't like it. It's just I I never really played it. Um, but what I, what I played, it's yeah, seemed fairly decent. So, yeah, yeah, like I say, it plays well. Um, it was um, couldn't quite work out what all the rewind thing was all about though. I couldn't get that working right. Cause Did it's, it have a rewind like feature that. then? Yeah, yeah, it kept kept flashing up on my screen when so I was dying. I, was I think like, we were oh, playing right. different modes because I think because. Yeah, yours, your mode went on for a lot longer than I think what mine did. I think literally mine was just to get down with as many points as possible. But I couldn't quite hmm. work out what your mode was. Was you being chased or something? I don't have a clue. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was just snowboarding. I was just jumping and flipping. Exactly. Uber tricks. <laughs> Uber tricks. Excellent. Um... Yeah, I suppose another big game there that I know I didn't try, but I don't know if you did, Don. Rage. Um, yeah, I had a pre- uh, very brief go on it because um, I, I went over there on the Thursday and there was literally no queue for Rage on the Thursday. And uh, myself and Bill C went over there and um, Bill C was playing some Mutant Bash TV uh, version because they had like three different types of level set up. You got to pick one and play that sort of thing. And um, he said that was really good. It was like almost like a sort of a, a horde mode where like there was waves of an- enemies okay. for this uh, wipe. So he said that was really good, handled really well and everything. Uh, the one that I picked, I think it was supposed to go on longer than I played it for because I had to nip over to go and get into my uh, fast track for Vita um, and only queue for 10 minutes rather than two hours. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but no handles really well looks really good um in the news uh this week it's obviously been announced that there's three discs for uh the 360 isn't it and one disc for the ps3 yes with an eight but, gig um, install yeah that's gonna be massive how big was um gt5 was that 14 it started off at five didn't it and then all the downloads and that uh, gt5 yeah, on day one i think it was I think it was 10 gig, wasn't it? The, the initial install. Uh, yeah. It might was have it been. 10? It was either so 8 looking, or 10. You're looking at around the same sort of time to install Rage, then, aren't you? It's going to be a while. But no, it's it's a really nice game. Um, I just can't wait to get my hands on like the full game and give it a good go. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't get to see much of that. So. Uh, same for Need for Speed the Run. They had some setups with that with a steering wheel and stuff like that, but again, none of us tried that. I don't think. No. 
But it just looked like Need for Speed. There wasn't shown any new stuff. From what I could see. We were just about to play, wasn't we? But then they closed the barrier. It was oh, the last true. thing. Yes. Bastards. Okay. Uh, Joe Danger. Joe Danger, the movie. (laughs) I played this. You did. Um, Much the same as the the first one, really, but in the first one, obviously, the the first one was on a motorbike doing all the stunts and whatnot. This was pretty much the same sort of thing, but uh, as well as a motorbike, you had a a minecart. What was the other one I played? I can't think what the other one was I played now. There was three different levels you could play. So I, I saw someone on doing one on were... skis. On skis, that was it. Yeah, that's right. There was skis, bike, and minecart. The, the minecart one, you were basically careering down a hill. You could change lanes and jump. Um, it was much the same same sort of thing. It was exactly the same sort of thing as Joe Danger, but with different vehicles, different modes of transportation. Skis, uh, you know, you controlled your direction of the skis in the air, so you had to land on the skis as opposed to on your head uh, to continue. Um, yeah, it, if you like the first one, you'll like this one, basically. Um, and I got a free pin badge, which is <laughs> quite nice, a Joe Danger pin badge. Do you wear that to work every day? I, I've actually put it on my man bag. Oh, I see. Is that now become your swag bag? Has it got your swag in it? My swag bag, yes. <laughs> yeah. That uh, I was saying just before the show, I actually bought truth or lies with me uh, to give to yourself. I carried it around all day and forgot to give it to you. So, uh, yeah, that's still in there as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, if you like the first one, get the second one. It, it's not for me. It's not my, it's not my bag, baby. But uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. Um. I can pretty much only think of one more game that we all played together at the same time and we kicked ass, I must say. Because we, we uh, beat the opposition. But we all like queued up to play Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Yeah, are you going to also mention uh, Mr. Slugger and the Big Don's attempt to chat up the German lady? For extra t-shirt. Um, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, just a second. There was only one person who asked her for a telephone number, and it wasn't me. Okay, so the story What's goes. That? The story goes. We were walking past, and we saw uh, Counter Source. Uh, what is it? Global Operations. Uh, global global Offensive. Counter-Strike Global, global offensive. offensive. Sorry, there we go. Yeah, Global Offensive. Um, we were walking past and we saw it, and we were kind of stood back and watched it. We weren't particularly going to queue up for it. And then from out of nowhere, an American guy walked over, and he looked at me, and he realised that I was obviously of VIP status. And, well, no, he didn't actually. I was wearing a Portal t-shirt. Um, with At the start of each level of Portal, you've got the on the wall the pictures of the squares with the, the icons. And this is my, the t-shirt I was wearing had this on. And he came over and he went, hey, cool, cool t-shirt, buddy, or something along, something along those lines. And I went, oh, thanks. And we got talking to him. And then he pulled over another guy and we got talking to him. And we carried on round. And then before we knew what was going on, we got chatting to this girl who was... Uh, 
she was marketing for Valve, wasn't she? I think. Um, and we got chatting to her, and I, and I just happened to comment about the t-shirt sizes at the show being not big. They didn't sit. They didn't tend to have the larger sizes of t-shirts. And I said, oh, you know. Us gamers aren't the most athletic of people. And she said, I, I said, what size have you got? She said, oh, I've got your size. I went, oh, great. She said, I'll tell you what. She said, I'm going to give you two T-shirts. And I went, woohoo, great. So I had two T-shirts lined up while we were queuing up. And we just got chatting to her, didn't we? She was really nice, really friendly. Um, turns out she was German, although Don thought she was Canadian. Um, Spanish. Well, it turns Spanish. out she was, was she? really. She was uh, well, German-Canadian, wasn't she? Born in Germany, lives in Canada. You know, I've got that twang. Yeah, right. She, didn't she live in Seattle? <laughs> I thought she lived in Seattle. Yeah, Val was in Seattle, wasn't it? Val. She was really nice, very friendly. She was asking us about what chocolates to take back for her co-workers um, or colleagues for, for us Brits. And uh, the big Don proceeded then to spend the next 20 minutes while we were queuing trying to beg her for a second T-shirt because she'd promised two to me. And her telephone well, number. Yeah, and her telephone number, and it did work. She gave us she gave us two t-shirts each, on the sly. Um, she was really good fun, really friendly. Um, we played. I mean, getting back to the game, we played the game. We had the four of us on. Uh, did we have four of us on one? No, it was Bob five. Was on the side, it? it was five against five. But we had. Oh, the, it's five um, against five. Yeah, that was the other bloke next um, to I've us. I've got to say, I quite like the game. I thought it was all right. It was nice and smooth. This we played it on the PlayStation. Um, it was nice and smooth. It played really well. Uh, the guns felt good. Um, the the maps, I think, are very counter strikey and that they're not. It's not you know, <laughs> it's difficult to describe. I, I just overall thought that it felt quite slick, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. I, I don't know what you guys thought about it. Um, well, yeah, I, I coming from I used to play Counter Strike back in the day, and then when obviously when they released Counter Strike Source, um, obviously I played that as well, and it was brilliant. So this this is much yeah much the same. Some of the maps are the same. Looks nice, clean, crisp levels. The guns are good. Uh, is I suppose, you can see where. Modcon Don have done to copy this. Uh, I won't say it the other round because obviously uh, Counter Strike was there first before Modcon Don. So, but I, th- yeah, I thought it was good, really good. I am. Um, I, I think I'm definitely going to get it. So, well, I, I mean, I think we've covered most things. I mean, is now the time to maybe go over some of our our favourites? Um... Okay. Well, I think we need to. Um, Sum it all up and start to put an end to this show. So your highlights, so. Slugger. What was your highlights? Um, Battlefield Three was probably my highlight of the show, um, which I knew it was going to be before even going there. Um, surprise of the show, Counter Strike. Wasn't looking forward to to it. Didn't even think about queuing up to play it. Glad that I've played it. Looking forward to that now. Um, disappointment of the show. No single-player Assassin's Creed. Um, and I missed... I wanted to see Forza 4 as well, and I missed that completely. 
did um, I forgot to mention that earlier on? But did it? Did I don't know if anyone saw Forza for the. Uh, I no, stood behind a couple of people playing it. Yeah, I just I didn't see it, so I didn't see what it was like. Um, overall, a very good show. I thought it was uh, yeah very well put together, very well organised. You know, aside from two or three things that you had to queue for that everyone wanted to see that were like the big exclusives, it was very accessible. You could play most things with minimal queuing. Um, it was very reasonably priced, the show, for those of us that had to pay. Uh, it was a good day out, meeting up with you guys and you know having a couple of beers and whatnot. Um, good fun day out. Uh, roll on October the 25th for Battlefield 3. Oh, yeah. Well, is it not the 28th for us? Yeah. Uh, no, it's 25th. I think it's worldwide on the same day, isn't it? I've, I'm sure it says top two. Oh, says sorry, 28th. sorry, you're right. It is, the 28th. it is the 28th. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Um. Okay. Um. Don, then. Your highlights, lowlights, surprises. Um. My highlights was the Pfizer girl. <laughs> um, my low lights was not getting the German girl's phone number. Um, no, mine are pretty. To be fair, mine are pretty much the same as Sluggers. Um, Battlefield Three just stood out. It was, it was what everyone wanted to see. Um, I mean, Skyrim looked amazing, but for me, Battlefield Three was the game that stood out. Um, as a person that's never played a Counter Strike game in their life, I was actually quite surprised with Counter Strike. I'd be looking to get that. Um. And yeah, there was just it was just a bit more open this year, wasn't it? There was more space and everything. It, you, you was fine to do everything, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, still, still could do with a bit more swag, I think. Oh yeah, there's always room for more swag. I had a hand free, so I could have had another bag or two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Pod, what was yours? Well, uh, I don't want to, you know, repeat what the others have said, but pretty similar sort of things, really. Uh, Counter Strike, I'd, to be totally honest with you, I'd never even heard of it uh, until Eurogamer. But yeah, enjoyed that. Um, Uncharted, I was quite surprised that I enjoyed the multiplayer more than I had before. Um, and I'm also excited about the single player, which is weird because I played the first one and I enjoyed it, but it, it didn't make me like really eager to play the second one. But now, having played the third one, that's made me eager to play the second one before playing the third one. Yeah, you need to do that. Um, yeah. And yeah, playing uh, Saints Row 3 looks good fun. Well, one thing I did notice, um, which was slightly different from last year, last year they were very heavy on promoting the move and 3D, uh, and this it was very this year there was very little move. There was only two games I noticed where that promoted the move. One being Tintin, and the other being House of the Dead, um, and there was no 3D at all. It's like they were really pushing the 3D last year, and this year, absolutely none. 
You are correct. Yeah, it wasn't really until you mentioned it while I was there. I was like, actually, yeah, there is no 3D at all. I had nothing. I think it was right at the end. I think I think when you pointed it out, Bot, you pointed one screen. I forget which game it was that was 3D. And then we suddenly thought, well, hold on, we've not seen any other 3D games at all. And it was, I can't remember what the game was. There was one screen that was in 3D. And that was it Uncharted for the whole entire 3. show. It, was it Uncharted it 3? In, I don't think it was in 3. Yeah. yeah, someone was playing Uncharted and it looked really blurry. And I, I just commented that it looked like it was a, like 3D but without the glasses. But I think it was just... That uh, was that, um, a, yeah, a, it wasn't a grenade had gone, gone off or something. It was just something had gone wrong with it. <laughs> but yeah, so no 3D presence this year, so... Um, oh, yeah, I suppose myself. Uh, obviously, highlight Battlefield 3. That's what mainly went there to see. Loved loved it. Can't wait for it to come out. And uh, alongside that, also the PS Vita. Also, I quite enjoyed the PS Vita. It was good to get my hands on and feel it and see what it what it's all about and... Obviously, would have liked a bit more time to play around with the actual menus and stuff like that to see how it actually works. But I don't know from first impressions of hands-on, it, it seemed okay. It seemed quite good. Um, disappointment for me at the show is probably a personal thing because I'm sort of kicking myself I didn't do it. Was to Batman Arkham City. I wish I'd I'd got to play that and just. It's been a while since I played Arkham Asylum, so. I just, I just, I needed, I probably needed to play it to refresh myself and get myself hyped again for that game because I love the Arkham Asylum. So Arkham City, I'm just hoping is just as good. Um, and the surprise, uh, okay, yeah, but yeah, Counter Strike, as we've said, that that was a nice surprise to get on there. Like I say, we weren't planning to play it, we were jumped on it and. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I think there's anything else that really jumped out. But uh, I, I, all in all, I think Eurogame have done a brilliant job. They better than last year, and I think it's just going to get getting better every year. It's definitely growing into something huge for the UK. So I think a, a well done for Eurogamer again. Yes, agreed. Um, but I suppose that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't think anything else you really want to mention before we go off there. Um, the the only thing I, think... I, I need to mention is through all this swag that we ended up with, I've got some things that I don't need. So the question is, what do we do with these things? Twitter. E.g. I've got two codes for CS Counter-Strike Global Offensive for the PC beta that I don't need. I've got a, a code for a, a tank in World of Tanks because I got I got two, but they were both the same. So what I've tank used one, but I don't really need the other. Panzer tank. Uh, is it the Panzer? Is, it the P, is, it, is that the PZKPFW? Yeah, yeah. Did you get that one, Don? Um, I've got the Dominator, I know that. 
but I, I don't know what ones yeah. I've got, dude. I got the um, Killer and the Hunter. I think they were giving away Killer, Hunter, and Dominator. And I got Killer yeah, and Hunter. Yeah, I got Killer, so I've got... Yeah, I haven't got Hunter. But then I've, it looks like all the codes are the same anyway, so... Oh, really? As in, like, oh. the... Yeah, as in like the two Dominator codes, two tags that I've got are Dominators. They're both the same number. I see. I got I got oh, two really? Panzer ones, but the codes are different. Yeah, I tell uh, you, obviously my codes are different. Then, I guess. Hmm. Uh. But anyway, I think if any of us have got, obviously not yourself, Don, because you'll probably be giving anything out on your show. But uh, if we've got anything that we want to give out, uh, swag that we don't want, then I don't know. It could either be on next week's show or, or via Twitter, I suppose, would be. So we can always, I don't know, any listeners, keep an ear out, keep an eye out, because uh, some swag might be coming up for grabs. Yeah, I've got a few bits and pieces. Like I say, we've, I've got those tags, which I'm going to send off to Cy. Um, but yeah, there's a, I've tr- not tried on a couple of the T-shirts yet. I think a couple of them might be a bit too small for me. So, um, a couple of those t-shirts could be up for grabs next week. Yes. Okay. Well, as we mentioned, um, I've got two Counter-Strike t-shirts, and I'm only going to want the one, so... Um, one thing we need to do before we close up for the day... Yes. Trophy count. Even though we was at a Eurogaming convention, you still want to do a trophy count? We need to do it. You, it's a weekly say, thing. Are you saying you didn't get any? Oh, I've got some. Yeah. Well, you weren't there all week, so we still got to do it. Okay. Otherwise, next week becomes a two a two weeker, doesn't it? Okay. That's right. Nice. We've got we've got to do a trophy count. All right. Okay. Um, well, you want a jingle as well? Hell yeah! What? So, trophy count for this week. It's a close one. Um, very, very close, actually. Between all three of us? Yes. In third place. Here comes Bod. It's got to be slug. What? <laughs> no. In your I face, Bod. De- uh, it's got I to be slug. Oh, you were cut short. That was brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I demand a Brilliant. <laughs> Couldn't have timed that better. I'm I'm ecstatic. In your face, Bod. <laughs> yeah, I got three letters for you. V I P. When's that gonna wear thin? Never. Especially if we get it again next year. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Eurogamer to tweet when the tickets go on sale. I know Slug is going to be there (laughs) straight away. The trouble is, I'm not. I'm quite often I'm away from a PC for a long period of time, and that's what happened last time. Oh really? You two bastards got in there first. Oh, that's a shame. So So you might miss out again. I will. uh, (laughs) If I don't go, I'll be going as somebody else. I'll get my way in next year. Don't you worry. Okay, anyway, here comes what, yes, eight trophies this week. That's all you got, I'm afraid. Oh, well. Is that uh, Dead Island still? Yeah, yeah, it's all Dead Island. That's all I've played. Excellent. 
and in joint first place. Ooh, that's a first, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is uh, obviously Zona Ripper and Mr. Slugger with nine trophies. Well done, Zona. Well done. Oh, well done. Oh, that's interesting coincidence. Hey? So I got eight, and you two both got nine. <laughs> There's something fishy going on here. Do you know what? I did actually get one trophy just before the show. Yeah. And um, But I did tell Zonal that that's what I'd done. But, uh, so what? Nine trophies. Nine trophies, yeah. That is from Dirt. I've had a couple of late nights playing Dirt 3. And I've done all of the Dirt tour now. Yeah. And have you started on any of those little triangles underneath yet, Zonal? Yeah, I've uh, yeah I've finished the dirt tour now, and I've done the first rally triangle. Oh, they are long. They're lengthy, aren't they? Um, they are, yeah. That bobsleigh challenge. Yeah. I've now got gold, and I'm point yeah. five of a second off of platinum. <sighs> so close. But I will do it. I'm going to do it. Well, see, the the only um, that's that's doable because you just got to repeat it in the same way as the DC challenges. That one's doable, but it's the DC challenges that I think are going to pose the problem. Um, there's another one you've got to get 500,000 points in the Jim Carner, which I, again I think is doable. Um, you've basically got to nail every trick and get all the multipliers and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't know if I can be. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can be dealing with going in for the platinum on it, but I do want to complete the rest of the dirt tour and do some of the online trophies as a minimum. I mopped up some of the smaller trophies, like the crashing one, you know, term a fatal crash, and then use a rewind. Um, completing a winning a race in a mini without sustaining any damage. Uh, one for racing with all the heads heads up display turned off, that kind of thing. I did all of those. Um, yeah, so work work through the the dirt tour. I've just got, I think I've got two more of those little triangles underneath to do. Um, but quite time consuming those little triangles. Yeah. You'd think they'd be quicker than the big triangles, but they're actually there's more to them. <laughs> yes. Um, but so, yeah, so I think my nine trophies, yeah, dirt free, and another game that I picked up this week, but I'm sure we'll talk about more in next week's show. Um, but it was the Burnout Crash, the PSN title. Uh, I picked that up, so I've got some trophies on that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the trophy count and the end of our Eurogamer special. Um, three hours of it, or however long it's been. <laughs> yeah. Um, just want to say thank you to you guys, actually, um, meeting up. And uh, it was good to meet you, meet you all, especially you, Bod. Uh, oh, that was the that was the <laughs> low point of my show. Oh, was it? I forgot that was the that was the yeah that was the disappointment of the show for me. I I'm, I'm, I was wrong. Yeah, screw you. No, no, it was good. It was very good to meet you all finally in the flesh. And um, yes, very good. Yes, definitely. But um, next week's show. This is uh, just just one thing, Zainal. Yeah. Uh, just a pro tip. Never meet your heroes. It just just falls flat. You know, <laughs> oh. I saw you guys, and it's just gone out the window. Yeah, you've uh, unsubscribed from our podcast. 
Indeed. Yeah, thanks. That means we were your well, heroes. Well, thanks for calling me a hero, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You put it. I, I lead a sheltered life. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we aim to disappoint, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you achieved. Well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, next week's show uh, is going to be episode 60. Thank you, for Don, for joining us on the show. Yes, thank, thank you, the big Don. No, no. It, it was good meeting you up at the Eurogamer and uh, sharing your thoughts with us on the show. So. Yeah, no, it was you a pleasure. I mean, Bill C's... Sorry, go on, Don. <laughs> Bill C's already stated to you guys, I believe, on Twitter, he, he really is quite upset that he didn't meet you. He, he couldn't make that day because um, he's getting old. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but <old>. no, <laughs> it, was, it was a pleasure meeting you guys. I had a great day out. Um, you are fantastic, as ever. Thanks. Thank you. So, um, yeah, thank you, The Big Don, for coming on. Everyone should go and check out the Grumpy Gamers podcast. Hit us up with your links. Where, where do people go, Don? Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just type us in your search bar, Grumpy Gamers Podcast. It'll bring up our page. You can um, find us on iTunes, Grumpy Gamers Podcast. And um, you can find us on YouTube as well, www.youtube.com forward slash Grumpy Gamers Podcast. Yeah, and syndicated yeah. within the PlayStation Show network feed now as well. So if you download, go to the PlayStationShow.com and download the iTunes uh, TPSN feed. You'll get the Grumpy Gamers, ourselves, the Rogue Gamer, and the Fire Vader review po- reviews podcast, all in one feed. Absolutely. So, uh, till next week. Uh, I have been Zone Ripper. I've been Here Comes Bod. I've been Mr. Slugger. And I've been the Big Don. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if he was going to do it. I was waiting. I was yeah. waiting. I thought he's going to cock it up. He's going to cock it up. <laughs> well done. Well done, right. Thank you all and see you next week. <laughs>